0: Welcome to a podcast on fire on the Owl vs. Bumbo, a queer story and it's a drink, it's a bomb. It's such an 80s setup in regards to the first movie, it should have been delivered with an enthusiastic Trailer Man voice, and you're old enough, Phil G., to know that trailers were structured this way. What happens when two thieves are forced to go legit and then you got a smash cut to a building or a room? As juvenile detention career advisors, <laughs> starring Sam Hong and George Lamb as Ole and Bombo in The Ole vs. Bombo. Rated PG 13. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and, and that is what happens in The Old versus Bum- Owl vs. Bombo. <laughs> uh, it's made in the 80s, so it all makes sense. So if they were to resell this to the West, that would be the trailer man set up. <laughs> It reminds me of that old South Park episode Where one of the kids is growing up He's turning 10 or something And he starts to uh, turn into a cynical asshole And all he, all he sees is shit And they literally have him See things for what they are I.e. everything's a turd everywhere Including trailers <laughs> Right? So it's, a, it's a, a Common of age story of someone who Has the uh, diagnosis Of a cynical asshole So everything is shit Anyway, uh, that's uh, the first movie we're going to discuss, movie number two in the George Lamb Defaming Sessions bumper pack finale. Yes, this episode will tally up whether we we, uh, mathematically, or even lovingly, who knows, think George Lamb is lamb or lame, but the second movie of this episode sees George Lamb back in dramatic territory again in 1997's A Queer Story about a gay man trying to navigate the world as a closeted one. And uh, to finish off the series, we logically, we take a look at a Hong Kong Christmas movie because we want to conclude matters in a festive way, hopefully. But uh, the George Lamb defaming sessions will at any rate end with our review and, and discussion of It's a Drink, It's a Bomb from 1985 with George Lamb, Maggie Chung and uh, John Shum. So uh, I'm Kenny B, and with me as always uh, when it comes to examining uh, whether these actors are acceptable or not is the beacon of positivity this network needs. And that is Phil G of Eastern Film Fans.
1: Yay! It sounds like that was there should be an orchestra in the background or something when you delivered that. It was, it was such a just a, a big uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that, Ken. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I'm loving it. It's great. It's great just to uh, one more once more into the bridge, dear friends, with uh, Lamb uh, and his uh, amazing talents. Oh, I, and sometimes they have been amazing. We started off there, but um, you know we've got some more to do. So I'm, I'm looking forward to today. And um, Al versus Bombo. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting one.
0: Maybe an interesting discussion. Maybe we're mm. not on the same page. Who knows? So we haven't even um, sort of revealed it to each other privately or anything the views on a movie the views on a movie i'm just talking about the views on a movie
1: (laughs) it's true we never do that that's a good (laughs) point actually they probably don't know that we don't discuss before and we just come into this podcast we have our i have my notes i do some notes yes i do homework okay okay no one ever doubted that we all know ken does we all know ken does but i do i do i do write some notes and uh, we come into this blind so to speak um not knowing what the other person has one written or two finds enjoyable or not about it, and we are succinct on many occasions. I have to say, going through the series, not just this one, but um, again, uh, but you you just never know, folks. You never know which way the pendulum will swing. Exactly, and uh, I, I've never required that personally to.
0: To structure the work, knowing what you think when kind of so it 's it's all good. It's, uh, and it 's not like we 're coming at this with uh, i 'm going to crap on his opinion if it 's different <laughs> like, we, we, we don 't do that anyway, so so it 's all good all good so we 'll let you all know what uh, we we think of the old versus Bumbo, which is known uh, in, in the titles are widely different sometimes it 's the old and Dumbo, but uh, i don 't think you can get away with Dumbo. Easily uh, out in the world necessarily, and uh, then it's uh, the old um, uh, the, the old the owl and Bombo. I say owl, but it's owl and uh, Bumbo bom- or Bombo?
1: It is true. I I always thought it was Owl versus Dumbo. I for years and years. It's only when you know revisiting again. Actually, it's Bumbo? Why why did it get Dumbo? I think just you know it was, and I, was, I think I'm sure have some reviews come up. Owl versus Dumbo. Yeah, and I think in this world, yeah, I mean, there was uh, Owl and the Pussycat. I mean, Owl versus Dumbo is an owl and an elephant. I mean, it could be you know distributed as some kind of cartoon, and then swap out the main characters George and Samo for like you know an owl and an elephant. Could it could work? But uh, alas, no, and this is where we what we're stuck (laughs) with. (laughs) True
0: gladly or not so gladly anyway we'll get to it uh, some brief contact information first of all this is podcast on fire on the podcast on fire network and alongside uh, this sub-series within podcast on fire that uh, usually focuses on uh, hong kong cinema new and old uh, you'll find other shows on the network uh, covering korean cinema japanese cinema we have done audio commentaries we're planning to do more uh, we have talked about ninja movies we talk about sleazy movies and we do bonus episodes every now and again if you have any questions or feedback let us know podcast on fire at google mail.com as long as as well as on uh, social media so click the various links in the show post as well as the buttons at the top of our website to get you to our facebook page uh, we have a discussion group on facebook that's called podcast on fire network and uh, we'll uh, we do uh, show updates there and discussion and so forth so uh, come on in let us know what you think have any questions um, your views whether positive or negative, uh, they're always welcome. They do make us better podcasters if we find out uh, what you think. So don't be shy and uh, never think to yourself well my opinion doesn't count because everyone else has said it before. That's not true. Please share your opinion of any movie. Your your uh, views and your voice is as unique as anything. So please do. And on George Lamb Lam as well. If you haven't uh, dared to before this is a safe space. To share share everything you want to share about George Lamb. It's okay.
1: <laughs> it's a safe place, everybody. It's, okay. it's
0: safe. Uh, no, no one will judge you for, uh, for loving, uh, loving the, old, the old Mustachio, which is uh, his nickname in the second movie of this episode, a queer story. Uh, Joe, his boyfriend, Jordan Chan, calls uh, George's character Mustachio. Uh, alongside those social media links, I would like to mention I write about a variety of Hong Kong and Taiwanese movies over on SoGoodReviews.com, including Samuel and George Lam movies, but also uh, category-free movies of uh, of uh, both uh, the sexual and violent kind, if you will, and Taiwanese movies of uh, of a variety of um, different styles and what have you. I'm the most happy when I can watch uh, these uh, Taiwanese special effects movies with, with a lot of a juvenile humor in them as well they're uh, they're, they're my happy place and they're very creative too they're not uh, they're not trash they're, they're actually very creative so it's all all good fun and uh, before i hand it over to phil um i'm on twitter as well it's at so good reviews but i wanted to say to you all if you'd like to show podcast on or any other show do us a favor and share on the discussion group uh, what you thought uh, it it as I said, will make us better podcasters if we if we know what you think. But do um, uh, do subscribe to us on iTunes as well or Apple Podcasts. Uh, rather, we w- would very much appreciate that. And if you use iTunes and want to share your thoughts on the various shows, please do in the form of a star rating. Only requires a click. But if you have the time, please do leave a written comment. Uh, that would very much be appreciated. And we can always learn to be better. And through those comments, good or bad, we do learn so thank you very much if you have and uh, thank you very much if you if you plan to do so so that's me phil easternfilmfans.co.uk at the time of recording even though it might be released later it's in the middle of summer so is it uh, an active hub of reviewing news items and interviewing or summer is your your uh, time of year where you're uh, off website work and uh, it's a family time rather (laughs)
1: <laughs> no there's, there's there's no there's no time off uh i think you pick your moments there, there's things obviously you know life gets in the way of the stuff that you want to do god damn your life but that is part of life nah, so, wait, not boy. god damn your life yeah you have a you have a
0: lovely family and you show that you know one of your daughters i think is into gymnastics so you proud proudly follow her along so i mean that that's priority number uno my friends.
1: So. Yeah, absolutely but but no um there's always irons in the fire you know some things work some things don't i'd like to do more reviews on site and stuff um but i think for me this year the focus at the moment around everything else is just getting or finishing off the project which is um the hundred greatest eastern films i'm still gonna ask people out there to vote um you know drop a note on facebook drop me a, a message drop me a contact on my website anywhere you want uh, on twitter and tell me what your favorite eastern film is it can be anything
0: are you gonna do it in uh, you
1: gonna do it in poll form by any chance Or it's um yes it will be it will come out in poll form we'll start at 100 and we'll go down to number one i love it i love them um it's been done before we don't care we'll do it again the difference is i'm not going to Pick these top 100. You are the public. You can vote for your favorite film. If you don't vote, it might not be there. Don't think, oh, it wouldn't make the top 100. You never know. You never know how many other people have voted for that film. So just let us know what your favorite Eastern film is or your 10 favorite Eastern films. You can do 180 greatest films if you wish. Just jot them down and tell me what they are. They'll just be added into the machine that is the poll decider and we will get a number one a number 10 and a number 100. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to focus on that um, because the more people I get um, to tell us their favourite movies, um, the better the poll will look like. And, you know, it's uh, it's all good fun when you start to release that stuff. I, I enjoy a gold poll as much as the next person. And it will also um, feed the reviews of those films. So not only will we get 100 films, you will get 100 reviews of those films. How that works, I don't know. I'm, I'm just this is work in progress, but there will be 100 reviews. So it's a it's not a small project, um, but it's one I'm going to see what until the bitter end. So yeah, that's it is. some film fans is uh, putting all his eggs in one basket. But obviously, we'll keep you updated with all the news and reviews as we get them um, on our social media outlets as well.
0: So that's it, and we are gonna take a musical break. And after that, we start the George Lamb defaming sessions, Lamb or lame bumper pack finale. And at the end of the episode, we'll uh, tally up uh, what are what the points are. We have a jury. Well the uh, jury will will uh, the Swedish jury will deliver its points, and uh, the English jury will deliver its points, and we'll see uh, whether or not George Lamb will win the Eurovision. I mean, will be Lamb or lame? So. Um he probably st- would stand a good chance winning the Eurovision. His s- songs are not bad.
1: <laughs>
0: smooth, smooth.
1: and him and team. He could team up Team Tam. Yeah, it's a winner. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens.
0: But regardless, after the musical break, we are going to take a look at the Owl versus Bumbo from 1984, and uh, we'll be right back uh, after said musical break. <laughs> 前行步步壞之生 and welcome back in the first review of the final George Lam-themed series and uh, final episode of it all. Uh, The movie is Oh, the Owl vs. Bumbo from 1984 and plot from Hong Kong Movie Database. Two retired thieves, George Lam as the Owl and Sammo Hung as Bumbo, are blackmailed into teaching at a local youth probation center by ex-cop Shung, played by Stanley Fong. There they teach the youngsters the value of self-respect. But their criminal past is never far behind, which is sort of the correct plot. But what they what don't mention is the fact that a, a land auction sets off a string of Samo Hong actions, so that's how the bad guys co- come into uh, come into play, if you will. So that's what I added. Phil G, let's uh rattle off some quick uh, views on The Owl versus Bumbo first of all. So I'll leave it to you to shortly tell us uh, what you thought of this uh, George Lamb and Samo Hong pairing. Uh,
1: it's it's like it's a film of. Two halves and um, a musical interlude. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? I actually wanted to love this movie. I really did. And then I come out the other side and went, meh. It's one of those. Um, there's some bits we'll get to that I really enjoyed for for different reasons. Um, but it just sags a little for me. So as as I say, it's a, it's a film of two halves uh, with a musical interlude. For me, it was a little bit of a, of a damp squid. It sounds really nasty, like it smells too. It as bad as that, but it's a may. It's like, really?
0: Uh. I think I like it a little bit more than you, but uh, we'll get to the fact that this is a movie with uh, content galore, if you will. But uh, regardless, it actually was kind of a rewarding rewatch for me. And while it, it kind of does feel like a lesser Samahong movie, I think mm. the balance in between the elements of comedy, the interaction between the duo, that is him and George. And uh, that is balanced well against the entertaining action that actually utilizes George well. Uh, I'll I'll get to that. And it has a breezy plot. But the melodrama that's injected at points, while performed well, they go for it, these uh, young actors. It's quite a tone shift for the movie. And it doesn't land very well because it... uh, Wait a minute. Even for Hong Kong cinema, this is uh, someone switched reels here and put on a different Samo Hong Michel Yo movie <laughs> essentially and then there's a the dance number so I don't mind tone shifts like that but boy they meant the social aspect of it all and therefore it just falls uh, flat unfortunately uh, so a little bit of miscalculation there from Samo and crew
1: and and that's the trouble if you take that kind of melodrama and those you know I'm sure we'll get to the, the monologue halfway through and, and things like that it would have it been paced better and kept some of the more comedic moments across that. I think it would have been better and it would have come out as a an, as a sturdy kind of three star, so to speak, but they didn't and it just let itself down with those with those points. Um but there's some like I said, there's some fun to be had with this movie, and I, and we've we've done this a lot with George Land movies, and I think you're kind of leading towards and and what we get um at the start is their, you know, them as a duo, Samo and George and how that kind of pairing you know works on screen that is a, indeed uh, a key point. and uh, I asked the movie um how
0: they obviously they're, they're separated as the movie starts but they're going to be united uh, once we get into it but uh, uh, of course neither Sam or George needed to be confined to one genre because I always remember this movie as purely comedy I didn't remember the Sam Hong action so I was like absolutely just make a pure comedy uh, Sam is welcome to do that transition George is welcome to transition to action if need be I mean uh, it, it hasn't worked all the time uh, in the sammo fold uh, when um, he did Shanghai Shanghai and his flying machines that didn't necessarily Necessarily work for me but um, the, the, the point is Samu can strip the action and make a pure comedy too, if uh, that was uh, would have been the case in, in this movie. It, it does have Sammo Hong style. action. we see that we see uh, Sammo suit up as uh, the sort of ludicrous thief uh, because uh, who robs a bank with my with a mile long gun belt and uh, one of those big big
1: ass machine guns? So uh, which is a fake one, granted? Big, because, yeah, um, big ass Bren gun. It's like another World War. Bren gun, it's a machine-tributed gun. It's one of them and stuff. Which is quite clever in his concept, because if you walked into a bank... I was thinking about it while I was watching the film, as you do. I uh, walked into a bank with a massive Bren gun, the noise that it makes. it would scare the jeepers out of people. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I especially like the scene with the guy just throws down his shotgun, which... Let's face it, the show's going to probably blow them to smithereens quicker than, you know, the Bren gun gets time to put the round in the magazine. But, you know, we're not going for factual content here. But um, I quite like liked the fact that they use that and the noise and, you know, of that. It's, it's a good idea. Now, I, I'm not condoning going to rob your local post office or bank with a World War I Bren gun. But I'm just saying, you know, yeah, I like the concept. He
0: he does this a very um, clever thing of um, well well very very I think it's clever. And at one point because he's shooting all over the place, he actually aims at an aquarium in the bank, and the aquarium yeah. doesn't break. So he definitely knows it's all blanks, it's all a show. But but Samo is funny. He can play. He has planned it well, but it's also somewhat clumsy and it's impractical. And he, he can play that through uh, physical comedy, and uh, it it it's a fun sort of. Uh, Setup of his character, and at one point he kicks a ca- uh, kicks a guard, so we get a good like stuntman reactions, um, sam Hung style. It needs to be a powerful sort of fall, powerful kick, powerful punch, powerful fall. So you know it's a sam Hung movie. So l- little um, visual cues, if you will, that uh, is very much uh, very much enjoyable, and um, and all of that. And uh, since I didn't remember what George car- George's character was in this movie, when you see him in a trench coat and hat at the beginning of his introduction, he's like, Banana Cop 2! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a Good point, yeah, I hadn't
1: thought about that, you're right.
0: <laughs> Forgot to mention, actually, this was a hit. This, this did well in the 20 million dollar range, so 20 million Hong Kong dollar range, so, and other Sam Hong movies were lingering between that, 25-30, 20-25, so by no means um, there was this a... Uh, um, Team up that turned audiences uh, off or anything, uh, but rather they, they tuned in for Sam or tuned in for George, and uh, that's a uh, you know, the little uh, transition, I guess, into just starting to discuss whether this pairing is uh, good or not. And uh, before we do that, I, I, I do have to mention we got, got the unusual sight of. Uh, Samo doing aerobics, but obviously it's a match made in heaven because Samo is obviously physically, so physically apt and uh, acrobatically apt. So it would make sense to see Samo do some aerobics and do an aerobics tape in the 80s. It
1: was yeah, that that was just bizarre because yeah, I mean he, obviously you know his ability and his physical, he, he's just you know he's just phenomenal, especially when you see the guy first him on screen. Um, his his actual physical prowess. But It was come across like a scene from Flash Dance. I thought, oh my god, Sammo Hung is that gonna do Flash Dance. That, that's it, it's tight like it's Flash. It is Flash. Oh my god, it's Sammo, in Flash Dance. I'd watch it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd watch it now.
0: But, and on the other hand, George is all portion shit because here we see him at the poll. But let's get. Get it out of the way Uh, once we establish what Stanley Fung's character is doing here with the blackmail, which sort of comes out of nowhere. I think that was too quickly established, but then I understood it a few scenes later that Stanley Fung had this idea and just sent out these letters and then got the pair together. So, in general, uh, does it work, George and Samuel?
1: Did I expect it to work? Probably not, but you know, we. they are good, and George can do that role quite well. He just going kind to of molds into that. Isn't it easy acting? But it, it is, and Samo is great anyway. So I love to see him on screen. But you know what? They had that kind of chemistry. I would have liked to see more with them two of them, um, like that, um, have that buddy cop kind of thing as you did, as you did the funny trailer for. It would have been funny to see a series. I think they could have built on this. So I quite enjoy the chemistry between them. I did think it actually worked. Uh, like I say, I quite enjoyed it.
0: You, you you, wouldn't expect it because you you sort of... Well, George Lammy can be... Sometimes he can't. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so you, it's not a match made in heaven beforehand. But they do uh, they do get some points correctly at the beginning. Uh, at one point, I think George takes a Samuel kick to the sides, which is well done. But then he catches Samuel with a swiping punch. <laughs> and that choreography actually looks good on George. I thought they... You know, he's he's not a big, powerful guy. So no, we don't see him as an action star. We don't. I mean, that's just uh, the truth, obviously. Uh, But I I, I think Samuel and his team uh, immerses George in those select bits. And I thought it was surprising that he would punch back. (laughs) Yeah, it was. And that brings up the point that George is the more clever character Mm -hmm. of the two. Yeah. Uh, It's a classic buddy cop thing where one is more... A little bit more violent, a little bit more inactive, a little bit more clumsy. And one thinks on his feet a little bit more easily. And um, can navigate this world a little bit more easily thinking on his feet. That character is George. And I don't know what you thought of of that dynamic. But it made sense. And they actually got some very entertaining places. With George being, um, you know, he's got swagger to him. And uh, he enjoys himself. And he enjoys uh, poking fun at Sammo. And all of that is 80s tropes, man, and we've seen it before, but I have to admit that I found some of it very entertaining and some of it very funny, the way they uh, rib each other and the way that those characters are set up, that one, as I said, is a uh, bit more confident and the other is a bit more uh, clumsy and um, you know, not as proactive. Uh, gets the job done
1: but uh, a little bit more clumsy, so... You're never going to and you want two different characters, which it brings, you know, that kind of buddy and like a buddy cop thing and stuff. There's always kind of a difference between the two and it's established really early from the start. So you get and you understand that, you know, Samo is more the thug. He goes around beating everybody up and, you know, George is more there. You know, I'll think about this, think this through. So it's established right at the beginning. You know, they can play with that. Um, you know, later on in the movie and uh, various different scenes, you know, restaurant scene, etc., um, where they just play with those characters because they've established them really well early doors and, and you, know, you know what you get from those characters. So, yeah, that's that's why it works really well.
0: As I said, eventually Stanley Fung's plan, which is so sort of 80s far-fetched, right? Anything, that'll work. Um, it's explained at the restaurant, which I thought it, it's all sort of not the stock... Lot hong kong type of scripting that their reaction to when hearing uh, what stanley has planned for them and they meet diane yip when they go behind the newspapers or the menus and say to each other what the hell is this about it, it's almost like us as audiences what the hell is this about i didn't expect this so okay go and execute them you know take this concept and uh, do something with it. but really what is this about <laughs> once then george is established as uh, taking charge of the situation i i just very much enjoy how he looks comfortable man and sometimes he, he didn't you know he's comfortable talking to diana De- 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 yip and he's also sort of sly and childish when it comes to uh, his interaction with sam mo that double act is He's kind of loving it George and I I've never really seen him be that comfortable you know he get he gets singers in you know he's like that really annoying friend that you don't want to admit said something really funny and uh, put you down in that way that friends do but he does you know my my favorite bit is probably when they arrive maybe the second day or whatever to greet the Dianne Yip at the probation center, and George arrives first, and she asks, uh, you know, where's Sam? Oh, he's got diarrhea. He's got diarrhea, yeah. And I was like, F you. That's just a typical, you just want to F you to that friend. And I enjoyed that feel. I didn't expect George to be able to deliver that, because he doesn't deliver it in a broad way. He's just sort of downplayed and collected and cool, rather than why, wow, he's got diarrhea, he's not coming today. <laughs> no,
1: he's sort of like, he's got diarrhea. And you're right. This, this is exactly, and this is the this is a good point about it, because the chemistry works. You don't expect that chemistry to work. And and you can hit the nail on the head when you say, George Lamb looks comfortable. And he did, he looked comfortable in the role. We've seen him in roles where he doesn't look. But this role he does, he does suits, and that comes through with the pairing then. They bounce off each other, so... Yeah, that that's one of the highlights from the film because it, it works so well. And like I say, I, I, you know, if they'd done a sequel or, you know, sequels, uh, you know, I would have been, yeah, absolutely. I, I want to watch that film because I want to see where these characters are developed further.
0: Knowing what you know of George, would you think him in a solo comedic show, uh, if he was the lead? Would that have worked, or do you think the key is to have someone to work off?
1: The uh, key is to have someone to work off. I think uh, absolutely. You need that strong um, or that character to to bounce off. I can't see in a, in a solo outing him having that enough to do that from a comedic point of view.
0: Because you do remember the. Uh, I'm asking because we the first movie we covered uh, all the wrong clues mm. for the right solution. Yeah, for for stretches George was alone. Yeah. And, and that that wasn't really pretty to have that silly slapstick, sometimes droll slapstick. It When he was the focus for so long, I, I thought, yeah, yes, it's a few years earlier. But still, that prospect is a more dangerous one versus teaming up with someone. And we have said that we like the team up with Teddy Robin. That sort of works well. And uh, maybe producers and directors and George himself maybe realize that if I'm going to participate comedically. Probably should be a double act,
1: uh, and that's 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 it, isn't it? That's and I think as this the, we've done this defaming session, and we're going forward with lame or lame. Um, the majority of the times is because they've got he's got someone not to lean on as such, but there's someone else there that picks up the weight, so to speak. That that's when it works well for George. There are instances with you know by himself, but majority of the times you go, now that worked well. So you have to give George some credit there that you know working well with others you know but he does he can and he does when it works well with somebody else there that he can you know go a little bit outside comfort zone so to speak you know but like i say in this movie he looks he looks comfortable and, and that's good then that works for the movie and works for the for the partnership those brief
0: bursts of action that does involve uh, george himself uh did you make any mental note or physical note of how Sammo and his action team, uh, the the two person credited are Yun-Hua and Lam-Ching-Ying, but I'm sure Sammo, obviously being the director, uh, had an eye uh, on the production. So how do you think George um, gets immersed into the brief bursts of action?
1: You know, I think uh, Sammo, Lam-Ching-Ying, Yen-Hua could make anybody look brilliant on screen. So it doesn't surprise me that George actually looks capable and looks good on screen when he's fighting and the, the rare moments that he has. Um, although maybe later on and stuff, I, I still don't think how yeah we could beat Dick Wade. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> Aside from that, you know he handles it really well. Um, for me as an action fan, I wanted more action, so you know we get a little, a little taste of it in a kind of Benny Hill's um kind of style halfway through. ish the the surprising thing was even amidst
0: that, um, I don't know if they had two scraps, but s- certainly there was one earlier yeah. where they're they're confronted and George say. Well, I'm not good at fighting, and then lands a big punch on the robbers. And George is in it for a shot or two. Then they mix uh, the stunt, uh, uh, the stunt man in there, and it 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 looks good on George. I think it's excellent use of the mix that you need to provide there, because I I don't think you would have gotten away with several shots of George appearing powerful. I I don't think you could have, and I'm not saying George is incapable. I just think it's a better mixture because I I believed that the character actually uh, had this capability at least for a punch or two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he even blocks powerfully, which I thought was like kinda of badass. Yes, he yeah. was versus Dick Way, which yeah. as you said, uh, well, what what dimension does this play out in? Because it's certainly yeah, exactly. not the regular dimension. <laughs>
1: yeah. Really? I'm not buying that for a minute. I don't care how good an action director you are, so there is no way on God's great earth that he should be laying a finger on Dick Way. Not my Dick <laughs> Way. Leave my dick alone. <laughs> anyway, different different episode completely I've got on of an attendant. And jump right to the end. bringing it back slightly. Yeah, totally agree. Um, George for the, you know, the one or two looked good. And he did surprise me the same as you. Oh blow me, it looks good. But, you know, I would expect that from Samo and his team. Um, but it like I say, uses him really well, uh, and that quite surprised me. So yeah, that, that that was good.
0: what what doesn't work is when they switch to the plot about uh... The two needing to uh, get, get these uh, class of misfits at the youth probation center into shape. Because Michelle Yeoh, as the current sort of teacher, she doesn't have the chops to do it. So George and Simon needs to get in there and, um, and uh, career advice. Uh, because it, it's that kind of plot. I, I still think it's a, such a silly plot that somehow... They make work for for, uh, for for a fair amount of the, the picture, but uh, again, George has spontaneous ideas on how to communicate with these kids. You know, he uses money in this case, and uh, it doesn't feel laughable to paste this attitude on George because I, I think he's got swagger to him, and uh, he knows what these kids will, uh, what would make them listen. That's money, you know. <laughs> at the end of uh, at the end of the lesson, so to say, then out of nowhere, it's. Reveal that these kids are hurting. <laughs> they are suffering. They have problems. <laughs> it's okay if they have problems. But, Phil, it's a comedy. Yes, it's Hong Kong cinema. They have no problem mixing and matching moods. But the switch to the award-winning melodramatic speech all of a sudden by season Ma, first of all, versus Michelle Yo, how does this land? No,
1: it, it doesn't land. Why? I, I, I'd like to say I understand the Swedish genres, and I like it. But why? Why? Why would you do that it was going ever so well and then you just do that why it doesn't make any sense you got like i don't know five minute monologue of i didn't i didn't want to talk i didn't want to sit through it again i don't why
0: it was a long well done speech by season Marsh. she's a uh, she, she was in both people by the way she was um that um that family that yeah
1: but what the hell why 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 is all i say why watch it everybody watch watch the film watch watch it
0: it's way too real for this movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a different movie. It's yeah, a yeah. sort of stand-and-deliver yeah. type of movie, if you remember the movie Stand-and-deliver. And, deliver. Oh, yeah. and I, I think because they they don't do a minute of melodrama. They do a, a long portion where Susan Ma really pours her heart out, and we didn't know anything of her character before. That's why Samo's direction totally sort of crumbles here, because she talks of her struggles versus, uh, versus Michelle Yeoh's privilege. And uh, the social commentary might not be off versus reality, but it's off within the reality of this movie because we have now entered something way different. And even for Hong Kong cinema, you need to fit the pieces together sometimes ever so slightly with a little spitting clue. This one just makes the movie drift. The, the mood of the tone of the movie just drifts into different halves. And, uh, the, and the melodrama half... Mm. You know, it should have been drifted away completely and just off the movie completely. It's way too much effort for this movie, and because we're so surprised, we can't appreciate the effort, and we can even sort of um, look down on it because it it it's not supposed to be here. It's not that kind of movie.
1: That's it. You know, I, I'm more I'm more for the mixing the genres, but it just it has no place, and that's why that's why it brings it down because it was just it was it was silly, 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 silly. You didn't need to have that. It was going great guns and then they just throw that it just didn't make any sense. And then you start to waver going after that. You're like, mm, really?
0: You waste Michelle Yo crying on camera.
1: Yeah. Michelle well Michel Yo's first role as well, I believe. Was it eighty four? That was been the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was the first starring role. Um, cause she did, I think she did twinkle, twinkle, lucky like stars after that. And then I think it was yes, madam. But yeah, that was the first time in role. Uh, 22 years of age. She was in first role and, um, her. um, looks great, but yeah. Um, and obviously Sam saw something in her, but, um, yeah, just, just, just wasted.
0: And they do this across a couple of scenes, uh, but but but, geez, I mean, save it for the actual social drama you apparently have in you, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like, he, exactly. because he, he's a good dramatic actor, uh, he can be a good uh, dramatic director, of course. Uh, so, uh, because we we probably had the scene with him and Danny Yip uh, having dinner together, and we've had like. Nice visual humor with the chicken that Sam orders, which is so fucking funny. <laughs> and then he does silent comedy with, uh, you know, struggling with the cherry on top of the ice cream. Yeah. And then you got the melodrama. And that's why you got problems.
1: Yeah. Because there's an nice, I mean, you know, that kind of comedic in the, the restaurant. And, you know, it, that's great. But the melodrama was just a step too far. You're you mixing things that don't need to be there. And then that's where you lose the audience. Certainly lost me to a certain extent um, on, on that whole piece, just because just he, he just didn't have a place. And that's a terrible thing to do for a movie, because we're not talking like, it was like 15 minutes and stuff, but it was long enough to like knock you off the rails from watching it to a certain extent and go, do I really want to watch the? you know? I've seen movies with a uh,
0: calculated melodrama mm. that doesn't quite fit, but it, it, it knew not to outstay its work. Yeah, yeah. One scene, speaking of steps, that is very much welcome mm. is Samuel's, uh bid to do the Hong Kong version of La La Land uh, <laughs> way before La La Land existed. <laughs> it is. <laughs> obviously, uh, obviously, it's crafted with an eye towards uh, uh, ho- uh, classical Hollywood musicals. But uh, uh dance and slapstick number, any spontaneous, spontaneous thoughts on, on this and whether or not it fits into the movie?
1: Does it fit into the movie? It can't, they kind of make it fit into the movie, but you know what? It's so cleverly done. I mean, you know, Ryan Gosling must have, like, looked at Sam Hung and went, what well, am I going to do it with that kind of movie? Because it's brilliantly coordinated. It does come out of left field somewhat, but it's a, it's a proper theatrical, musical um, performance, stageway show with, you know, Fred Astaire style tap dancing, dancing in the rain. It's... um. It's a fabulous thing to watch. Everybody should watch the film just for that, to be honest, because it just, it's just comes out of left field. But Samo does it so beautifully. Look, like, you know, I can dance as well. Boom, and he, and he does. By God, does he? There's a man of talent right there when you watch it. It's just, it's a, it's a beautiful scene.
0: You, you know, you talk about the Hong Kong action cinema being a dance. Well, yeah, here's it. Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong uh, cinema. Uh, depicting depicting dance with the best of them, and it's so wonderful, wonderfully it's so quite intricate sequence, uh, and uh, Samo slapstick with uh, with the puppet that's in like a sailor stall of some kind just. Killed me, man, because <laughs> at one point he, he sits down with a puppet yeah. and then he takes the puppet's hands onto his knee and then he slaps it away and then he gets slapped by the puppet. Uh, well, he acts, he mimes it, right, with, with the puppet and then he slaps himself off whatever he's sitting on. So it, it goes like boom, 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 and then he's onto the ground. And I think that time is just marvelous, man. And he, yeah. he has this in him, but you sometimes never know, Phil, because he was known to depict quite hard-hitting action and this is by definition a bit softer in touch and more smoother more balletic in touch and not that I doubted it but it's not it's you, you think more Jackie when you think uh, da- the dance of it all the smoothness of it all but here Sam was just confidently getting this done uh, however many takes it took to get all the dance steps right but um, it's um, it's a classic scene that uh, I kind of agree would you have survived <laughs> without it in a movie yeah but I'm, I'm delighted that it's here because it is delightful versus the melodrama is, that is not affecting. Mm. This affected us because we we sort of walk away with, with a big smile like I've never yeah, seen and that that's it, before. and
1: that and that's the thing to take from this, and you know because the melodrama was such a, like a, a sideswipe, it's to pick up the things on the movie that. are... Great, such as this kind of dance sequence. That that's what we should talk about, and how cleverly it's done. And you should just watch the movie just for that. You know, it is. It's like a, it's fighting, but it's dancing. I say he's 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 fighting, and his his scenes that he produces is like a is like a dance, and and this time he's just done the dance instead, and it's it's brilliantly crafted. You know, fair play. It's absolutely brilliantly crafted,
0: and and he immerses Dianne into it. Also, she watches for the most of the sequence, and then they do a shared dance now but towards the end of it and she looks marvelous as well and uh, uh always been uh, a great fan of her as uh mainly as a dramatic actress uh, both uh, back then and uh, i've yet to see her i think it's her award-winning certainly nominated turn in that Anhui movie a simple life with her and, and uh, andy Lau. i've yet to see that but um i'm sure i'm not gonna walk away disappointed um watching a uh, diani in that dramatic performance and uh just some minor notes i think the slapstick gets a little bit better towards the second half there's some howlers here if you will at one point samu is on the phone with whoever whoever he's on the phone with he hangs up the phone then picks it up again and the call has not been disconnected it's <laughs> one of those things like that, the, the the whatever person was on the other line he can still pick up the phone and resume that call so i, I thought that was a, a clever bit and uh the interplay at the big auction is fun. And, and so, it's so classic, man. I'm not going to ruin the guy. It's uh, the reason they won. It's so classic. It's so silly. But Samuel is so funny because he starts waving his arms and that gets him into trouble. And I thought that was funny. Like... You can
1: see it coming a mile. Off, but you know what? It was quite funny. It was a belly laugh as well. It wasn't just a, you know, it got a laugh. You can see it. And it was so simple. But, you know, delivered so well. It, wor- it worked. Quite, yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that scene.
0: Because you you don't doubt Samo's comedic abilities, and uh, even simple gags can be, um, just like Stephen Chow can do, a simple silly gag. (laughs) Uh, Samo can, uh, you know, revert to the classics, if you will, and uh, the way they sit afterwards is uh, is great, because they realize they messed up uh, the land auction thing. Here's the thing, we don't get massive set pieces of action, but you remember the bursts of off it, and that it, it has that trademark, powerful Samo touch, and it, it certainly applies to what we see earlier in the movie. that there is larger, somewhat larger set pieces towards the end of the movie, and uh, it's slightly too undercranked, but still Samo mowing through men in white overalls with that tube or pipe that he's got. Yeah, it's just yeah. marvelously intense man, and
1: uh, that was fun. I mean what I love is inventive. They do try and do something different. All of a sudden it's like, fuck me, the BMX bandits are here. They kind of wheel in from nowhere. Like, okay, that's creative. You know, he you do does. get the trademark power of Samo. Of course he's gonna go against Dick Way. That's what we want to see from an action fans point of view. Um bang, does he he certainly smashes him up with uh yeah, um a trademark style, um kind of action choreographer, uh Set piece, so that was that was great to see, and I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, but I did scream at one point. Um, no, no, leave George Lamb in the box. Um, and if you watch the movie, you'll, you'll understand what I'm talk, talking about. No, overall, I enjoyed the. Uh, obviously, I'd like more set pieces and a longer set piece, but you know the the small action set pieces are done, were done were done really well, and you know satisfied my uh, appetite for uh, action. Uh, in the movie
0: yeah it's it's sort of
1: because even if you don't remember it but that the bursts that are there
0: were up to standard exactly that sort of delights me yeah. to be honest and uh, granted it, it's a comedy and you got this type of powerful action where clearly they're taking falls and hits maybe to some viewers that's that's out of line for a comedy, but we're used to it, uh, being Hong Kong cinema fans and fans of what we know Samo can bring, so it it certainly fits better than the melodrama, but uh, versus other Samo Hong movies, or rather, if you are able to uh, extract like, my God, I love that fight in The Owl versus uh, Bumbo, great, I wouldn't have been able to, because it's not a movie that's structured like beginning fight, mid fight, And fight or anything. It it has the action, and I'm delighted when it does occur. But uh, you you can't extract it as easily despite being up to a high standard. And that's all fine, I think.
1: Yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. I might have uh, misjudged this may um, from a movie and stuff because I think I was just swamped by the melodrama in between, and I might change it to a hey, good, instead of a may.
0: No, but still, the, the elements that work, work, and the elements that don't, they don't. So you have to stand by that, man.
1: And and that's what it is, you forget about those memorable pieces that make a film so well um so well done and, and the enjoyable part. So you shouldn't let a you know, a scene or a particular part of it. Um like I say, it's still a a film of two halves to some extent. But, you know, George and um, Sam do well and that chemistry's there. And like I say, I would have been uh, you know, they had done a sequel, gone to an hour. I would have been interested to see where what places they could have taken it to. The uh, the owl and
0: bumble versus Mickey or Goofy (laughs) or Minnie or the (laughs) very all the variations of uh, of like uh, whatever names they can come up with to avoid uh, Disney lawsuits. Like
1: yeah, uh... absolutely, yeah.
0: And as for availability, uh, both the old universe DVD and then the Joy Sales reissue are a bit elusive nowadays. There is nothing in stock at Yes Asia. The Amazon UK marketplace have both versions, the Universe and the Joy Sales, a price at a ludicrous level and also at a super cheap level. Uh, for for you for use copies so some sellers are out of their minds <laughs> uh, the u.s marketplace has m- more level-headed prices but on there we're still talking 40 60 u.s dollar per copy so perhaps check if prices go down a bit before you take the plunge but uh, you, you can get it uh, just uh, keep an eye out uh, so I, I remember getting the joy sales ratio when that was released uh, you know many years ago so i uh, got it at a fair price rather than um, Eighty quid or hundred dollars or whatever, which is which is ludicrous. There there's not enough George Lamb fans where that price well, is going to sense There's not enough
1: good George Lamb movies, so uh, that's why the price has gone up. So there it is.
0: Uh, we're going to take a break, and when we return, we'll be discussing uh, be discussing Xu K's drama, A Queer Story. Now, that's not the Shu you're thinking of. Uh, it's not the actress, Shu K or Shu Qi, although she is in that movie. But rather, the K is a an acclaimed male director. He did the revenge drama Soul in the 80s, starring Diane Yip, a very good movie, and the terrific Josephine Shaw drama, Who Do Men, from uh, the year before, A Queer Story was made. And I have some notes on Who Do Men. As we reach that review. So the bumper pack uh, finale has three movies. Three George Lamb movies to, um, to judge. And uh, we have done with the first. We're going to take a musical break. And after that we'll be back to discuss his 1997 uh, drama A Queer Story. sing <laughs> goodbye. Inhau And welcome back in the second review of the George Lamb finale is A Queer Story from 1997. We're back in drama territory for good old George aka Mustachio, as you'll find out as we uh, discuss this movie. The plot from the Love HK film review of the film goes as follows. George Lamb is law-casting a closeted 40-something gay man whose relationship with an openly gay hairdresser sunny played by jordan chan causes all sorts of problems for the shy quiet sing the return of his childhood friend uh, chun played by christine M, only serves to heighten the problem as she's got some unanswered romantic questions uh, of herself so uh, let's do some brief uh, uh, not contact information it's not over yet Uh, we're gonna (laughs) review the damn thing first Uh, some uh, brief uh, review notes first of all and i'll go first and uh, while while it doesn't punch through Landing great drama territory. I, I really appreciate director Shuke's vision for the movie. Here, he calmly points his camera to situations and dialogue and. Ernst taking his time building the theme and characters and I think it's in the end it's a very valid drama about not just coming out but also broadening your own world view and this is from the perspective of the actual gay man. Uh, so but perhaps the world won't come down if George's character is open with his homosexuality is kind of the theme here. It's also a great gift to George this natural frame because he doesn't need to reach for like this big screen persona in order to play this character but he's just plain, natural and sometimes the exterior Breaks uh, and that's the drama and the emotions. Uh, it, it doesn't break into massive melodrama though. A few minus points for excessive voiceover throughout the movie though. Uh, so, what did you think of a queer story, Phil G. You,
1: you, you know me. I do love my action movies, and um, you you set this up well, quite nicely because I knew it wasn't, and it's uh, it's a drama of sorts. And you know what? I actually really love this film. I really, I really enjoyed the story bear in mind this is 20 years ago so if you transport yourself back to that kind of time as well and what the the, the film tries to what well, it tries to it does touch upon and you know bring out to a certain extent I think it's a it's a great little film and, and you know what it's from from start to end I can't say in, in this particular feature that I that I I was lost anywhere or you know I was disappointed in it. I quite enjoyed the arc of the characters um, going forward, and I and I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, I was my expectations were never high on it for a multitude of reasons, but you know what? I I enjoyed the core of it, and I enjoyed the writing of it and the film itself. So yeah.
0: Well, you you say you know me and my action. That was my Phil. That was my Phil. G impression? But I'm what sorry. what? <laughs> uh, but what I also know, Phil, is that you are very, uh, you know, you watch multiple genres and uh, you are open to dramas, even though you might not pursue them in your regular viewing habits because there's only twenty four hours in the day, and most of those hours uh, are reserved for being a family man right so you can't view all genres but what i know about you is that you can absorb a uh, drama quite uh, effectively and you're open to it so don't say that this is out of character for you because i think this is very much part of your character
1: yeah, yeah. I-, I guess it is and i, and I think those that that became part of Those with those kind of dramas, because I went from action and we we talked about, you know, Jackie Chan years and all that to the kind of heroic bloodshed and those more but became more drama in there. Yes, they had the the gunfights and stuff, but there were there were dramas. There was, you know, tragedy in there and everything else. And that that put me set me up quite nicely. And I've seen some. But uh, I guess um, I didn't know what I was kind of going to walk through uh, or come into with watching this. But in actual fact, I actually enjoyed the movie.
0: Let's move forward then. Uh, I just wanted to briefly throw out, and I might share this movie with you because I do have it on DVD, uh, Director K's movie from the year before, uh, Who Do Men? comes highly recommended. It was not dissimilar in structure, tone and themes, although it's not a a gay-themed movie. But what that means is that Shukai doesn't show his deck of cards in this insecure way and just casually develops the human story over the course of the movie. And that movie is centered around uh, Peking opera performers. And it stars uh, Josephine Chow of uh, Fong Saiok fame and uh, so forth. Played uh, Jet Li's mother in uh, in Fong Saiok. At any rate, uh, so, so, so it opens up. We got a sincere monologue, courtesy of Jordan Chan's character, about. Uh, how much he loves uh, George, and how much he loves his moustache, and it's rather—I mean, we laugh at it, but but it's rather sweet, isn't it? It, it is. It, it, it is. is. Um, yeah. It has sweet music underneath it. It seems like a very tender frame. It's not this psychotic sort of frantic cinematic experience, and and it also seems to mean well. It's talking of romance mm-hmm. rather than just going for. I know it's a tricky thing to depict homosexuality on on screen, but some some filmmakers come up as way too insecure and just go for the for the sort of standard. Here, Shu he has decided that well, Jordan Chan is more open and he's a bit more feminine as a gay character, but he still has a very firm grip of how to throughout the movie develop Jordan Chan because he he possesses character and a, a proactive nature, being a more openly and not closeted gay man so we 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 got a sense of that he uh, he does that throughout the movie but what we get a sense of is that he really loves law casting and uh, he loves his mustache he loves how it feels and I, I thought that was rather sweet just to see him talk to the camera which is troubles troublesome in a way because you if you break the fourth wall you that's when you might stumble cinematically and as i alluded to in my notes sometimes the movie does but not at the expense of uh, you know the rest of the movie it doesn't go tits up
1: because of it no, so. exactly and you're right you, you start out on that but it, it sets it up quite nicely so if you you take that and you start that journey from there you kind of you want to you want to see how the story develops and it's handled really well and i quite enjoyed that sometimes that as you say, you're breaking that wall into the into the fourth dimension. I, I quite enjoyed that, and I didn't mind the voice service either. I quite I liked it. Added gravitas for me, anyway. I I enjoyed that, and it set it up quite nicely at the beginning of the, of the film and stuff.
0: Well, well, well. He what he does reveal, Shu K uh, and he does present a hook for us, and that is the fact that um, most of it takes place in flashback, and George is set to marry, presumably to to a woman, because uh, Jordan Chan talks of the fact that well. I have no problems with it, with his age uh, i love him but uh, and i'm not judging him because he's closeted but they have as a matter of fact uh broken up so there, there is that uh, of course and then, then we get into a flow of of the uh flashback if you will and how, how does um do, do you react at all um, to the fact that a movie goes for sync sound does that like make you sit up oh my god i can hear them properly you know live.
1: I guess not. No, I think um, I'm more of a uh, pictures rather than sound kind of guy anyway and stuff. So, I mean, that, that drives. So, I don't get hooked up on on that. For me, just from the opening point of view, it's, I mean, we know Jordan Chan is obviously talented talented um, actor and obviously young and dangerous being, he, he establishes himself well within that um, field at that time, I guess, around about there, he would have done the third one, um, but, maybe four
0: or fourth because they they churn those out quick those movies right <laughs> so it-
1: so i i like him as a character actor anyway so i knew from the opening scene i was going to enjoy it because i thought he's he a character we can play that's different probably that i've seen him in his usual kind of type of character well certainly from me from my view in history with jordan chan and i quite enjoyed that role that he played and like you say there are arcs within it that i enjoyed but from the opening point he kind of it did he did it did hook me
0: it's a basic question but it's a core question and while we may touch upon it throughout the review but how do you think uh, you know from scene one george and jordan handle their relationship together because uh Shuke shoots their um sort of domestic nature as a couple you know what i mean so how is that because that's by the way is why i think sing sound is such a key because you can hear the natural back and forth rather than the post dubbed back and forth
1: no exactly and he's got that kind of homely setting around it, and so it doesn't you know it doesn't stray too far from the truth of you know any relationship with with anybody and stuff so it sets it it sets the scene quite quite nicely the bedroom scene or wherever it is that kind of scene that intimacy together you know for all couples kind of thing but like I say I enjoyed the journey that you went upon because it sets it out right from the start Ego, go. This is this is what in a flashback form of stuff. You know where they are now. How did they get to that point? You want to understand that journey and how it got to where we, you know, is now.
0: And and they have different kind of professional natures because uh, jo- Jordan Chan is a is a hairdresser and he has no problem showing the world that he's gay or anything. And uh, obviously George is a couples counselor or a marriage counselor and he uh, has decided that the world is not ready for for that reveal because it might throw the professionalism up in the Mm. air and while he probably isn't incorrect because there are judgmental aspects to this world you realize throughout the movie field that he's also kind of using it as an excuse not to be to to avoid being brave if he has to come out it doesn't mean that he needs to announce it to the entire world in one go or anything it's a, it's almost about a, it's the small steps for for him but i i kind of like that it's it doesn't feel preachy this movie even though i read reviews that thought like oh, it's very PC and it's very preachy. But uh, I didn't feel that because I, I really like the dynamic between George and Jordan as closeted and, firm, you know, very open. Yeah, open oh,
1: and it gives that character. I mean, it gives that, you know, that's, you know, the, you're kind of representing what real life is for anybody or anything or, you know, going forward. So, you know, and, and 20 years ago as well, you'd hope to think that somehow that things have changed and stuff. And, and although there is change in society, I... You know, we, we know the fact that, unfortunately, not everybody is open to that. So I think it's still relevant to today. Are they two-piecing? No, I think it's a relevant thing that, you know, people can relate to as well, I guess. And it works well in this because you've got one character that is obviously out in the open and quite flamboyant with that and the way Jordan plays that. And and obviously, George is his closeted and, you know, and not, and so there's a dynamic there, and they can be drawn upon, and you know that's established and is one of the running themes throughout the movie. So yeah, that works really well.
0: And 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 by the way, to track back to that, um, to those uh, domestic scenes, I, I really I really do think that they showcase the first signs that these actors are well paired up. Uh, because uh, you you have you have no sex scene, but you have post sex uh, cuddle yeah. and then chat about uh, prior partners and uh, it's a you know so Shuke is catching that very um, just naturally rather than
1: it's natural, isn't it? It's 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 about those natural things that any couple would go through or anything you know that naturally would occur and and that's why it's clever and that's why right from the start you can see the characters clip, it click and we're talking George Lamb here are we still talking we are talking George Lamb and and George Lamb yeah well, it's George <laughs> Lamb he's acting again he's acting he get- He's acting. and you know we'll say it going forward and stuff he always needs a strong character and obviously Jordan does that and provides that but you know that's what he does he sets it up nicely uh, those scenes and, and as you say it landed. it's natural it, it very much is natural and uh
0: the movie, thankfully, again, your mileage may vary, uh, listeners. If uh, if you ever see this movie, you might think that certain sections are really on the nose and preachy. But I didn't think it was this big, packaged, public service announcement or anything. No, you, you you would have felt like this is bothersome, this is calculated. And I never thought it was, even when there are scenes where characters do blurt out slurs and all of that. There there are instances where those scenes are handled in a clever way because I think it's George Lamb's um, or Law Cussing's younger cousin he sees uh, the uh, photographer that Francis M plays K.K. Uh, Kong he sees, mm. sees him at a cafe and he says well he's an F and all of that and, uh, yeah. and, and George reacts not like in a defensive way but ra- and not in this indifferent way but rather uh, he tries to reason with him. Why, why, why did you say that and where does that come from? And you realize shortly that it's coming from a different angry place in terms of why that younger cousin used the word in this case. And that shows more clever writing in my book rather than, uh, well, let me tell you, young Sonny, that you shouldn't call people this and this and this. No, he, he doesn't do that.
1: Yeah, and it's clever because it keeps that character... You've got two well written characters there and clearly when he was writing about those characters he he established what they were inside and out. So for that character to then, you know, all of a sudden go, Oh, as you say, young man and give him chastise the young man for that, he wouldn't because that's the character he is and that keeps in keeping with that rather than, you know, be over the top on that. And that's what's clever probably about the writing and you know, and that keeps you, you know, glued to to those characters as as they evolve, you, you do, and
0: you believe when you see George Lamb deliver that, you believe that you, you know what he's carrying. But he, mm-hmm. you you see his thinking; he's trying to be the adult in the situation, and rather than being dismissive and yeah, take, be on one side and have the cousin be on the other side, he tries to sort of not meet in the middle, but okay, let's talk of where that came from. And I think that that's a more intelligent choice. And you also have to be intelligent as a filmmaker to not have that feel like a drama set piece, right? Let's mm. have the talk now. Like, it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel calculated. Um, that kind of Hong Kong drama I appreciate more rather than autistic drama, which I'm not smart enough to understand, but... Uh, <laughs> but, but but I really do like when, when filmmakers just... It just seems like they point the camera and shoot the drama and catch what they should as... They shoot the drama. I know it's more difficult than that, but it just seems too damn simple sometimes. And I love certain filmmakers for it that they can just naturally shoot it, and we're not thinking too much about style and filming techniques or anything. No, <laughs> it's just shoot the kids at the table and shoot uh, shoot the reverse, and then we have to say this and that's going to elevate my story, my theme, my thread, and
1: and, and that's just it. That's it's the, if the writing's good, the characters are, are, are good. Um, the scenes that amuse you and and you you laugh at and I uh, I just enjoyed like I say the journey and I was keen from the get go to understand where these characters would go and you and you never know where they're going you know is it going to be a happy ending Are they going to put one of those bloody oh god it's going to be one of those depressing endings but I felt that I I wanted to get to the end to find out and you know it was a nice journey to take and sit back and just let the actors act. And we're talking George Lamb here, yeah. Let him act, and 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 he did, which was nice to see from George.
0: Yeah, it seems like you know, based on two dramatic performances, performances that there is something that sort of lights up in him. Like, well, I, I can sink my teeth into this without yeah. hamming it up or overdoing it or anything. And uh, it's it's all about. It's never raw and melodramatic, but rather very natural and smooth. And he's dealing with his closeted nature. We understand that. So it's not—it's never too vague either. Um, uh, there are some plot points in the middle of the movie that seems, uh, you know, it's ambiguous at first, but we know he probably cheated on his boyfriend at one point. Uh, the China section, right?
1: He could have gone one or two ways because he could have gone down the... Uh... They could have gone the drama route and the Philadelphia route or something and, had you know, something could have occurred and, you know, you could have brought AIDS into the picture. You could have made a bold statement, you know. You could have gone that Hollywood thing and made it a drama and, you know, him, you know, obviously contracting that. Or, you know, he, there was a possibility there that you thought, oh, well, hold on. You know, you're involved in the characters and you go, oh, he's done something else and so maybe he shouldn't have done that. And AIDS does come up in this feature. They, you know, he's talked about openly, within it as well but this isn't a film like i say that shoves things down your neck they're just talking like people would or couples would or, 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 or as you would
0: yeah yeah i never felt the calculated nature being there d- d- despite it seeming conventional if you start to list content yeah, uh, yeah. you know the, with christine's character coming back and uh, she and uh, loka saying have been childhood friends and there seems to have been at least from her point of view feelings there and there are scenes of you know semi-heartbreak and well i mean when i say semi-heartbreak it's not overplayed when we see christine um, knock on the door and uh, who answers well it's george and jordan chan both in uh you know uh, clay-, clay masks face masks <laughs> like, like couples would do right <laughs> she obviously knows what that probably means but but the sort of heartbreaking aspect it is that sonny who i think is a very sharp character he's not dramatic he's very sharp he he gets offended because george has a opportunity here to be brave and say that well this is what it is but he doesn't
1: you can see yeah Johnny Chad's character he goes like kind of all stroppy on him it was brilliantly played it was so funny as well he's a face mate. It's- in fact, I can just see George's face now in that face mask and he's like got a mouth open and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: it's like dark green as well. That uh, A <laughs> kind
1: of little clip in his hair and stuff. It was yeah. funny. And we talked about this and stuff. And here's another scene that, you know, George being, you know what George is like, could absolutely ham it up here as well to us instead. But he doesn't. He just plays it really cool. And let's face it, I mean, he's been called mustachio in the movie. There's, there's no more opportunity there for George just to ham things up. But he doesn't. And he plays within, you know, the scene that that he's given. And he plays it well. And, yeah, it was one of the funniest scenes that made me... uh made
0: me smile i must admit uh, i i think the funny scene is for me that when jordan chan knows that he can sort of mess with his insecure boyfriend because he meets uh, they meet friends at a, a record store which dates this fucking movie oh, yeah. Uh, yeah and uh, he knows that he can sort of make him nervous so george is like ah, 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 hi uh. he's um yep <laughs> um, yeah, mm, um ooh, look at that funny thing yeah. over there essentially <laughs> 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 Um, so, but, but they don't go uh, clownish on us or anything. No. And uh, what what I wanted to mention, going back a little bit to Christine, who also has a moment where she breaks the fourth wall and talks to the audience. I think the fourth wall instances, they're sparse enough where they, they don't intrude as such. It's, it's only in a movie that has so much voiceover, I think it could have had that, but minus two or three instances. I think Shu K was communicating well enough what was going on in the story without george having to tell us but in the end i, I am mean, when i say it doesn't punch through dramatically in a great way it means that it's still up there and i think minus a few voiceovers it, and having a few more non-verbal passages where the emotions could hit us rather than being told to us i think he could have elevated his movie a little bit but i never really think uh, it dipped um Critically, or anything, which is, uh, which is the key here. And uh, it gets more interesting in the second half, especially how Shu K, the director, uses. Um, how should I explain this? I, I don't want to spoil it, but there, there is tragedy in this movie. And uh, he deals with that in one instance uh, the scene where Lord casting George Lamb's character, gets a phone call. Mm. And you hear dialogue off screen. And so sort of K's camera glides around the apartment not in this in this stylish way you hear George lamb talk of screen when did it happen yeah and you obviously there's a silence in between because there's someone on the other end which we don't who and we don't hear who that is but we know because it's been mm-hmm. established who it is that's um, ill in this movie and uh, then when Shu K finally reaches George and I think this is where George just sort of earns his stripes is that um there's a key line here. I mean, you know it when I say it, but there's a key line here when when shoecase Camera stops on George, the phone call is concluded. Sonny comes out and asks, who was that? The line that killed me was George saying that I didn't think it was going to happen that fast. mm that's uh, but it's real too. It's not manufactured cinematic sugary stuff or anything. Yeah. Which is uh, which I, I'm glad that that, uh, that that reached you as well. That you appreciated that it it goes about its business in a natural way rather than house pretentious way that you have to interpret. But uh, <laughs> you know, if you need to be a scholar of color and uh, and stylistic traits, no, this is just a uh, UK almost cutting into a dramatic scene and having some of it take place off-screen, I think that's
1: brave. Yeah, and it's clever. It's clever, and it works really well, isn't it? And it's the simplest simplest things are sometimes the best and stuff. When we we talk about, you know, I like the arty movies, don't get me wrong and stuff, but, you know, there are people that take it too far and be too artistic and forget that there's a story there and forget that sometimes, like, a scene like this that you can take and be dramatic and have that gravitas... For it, without being, you know, that kind of arty, and just being simple in terms of filmmaking, and filmmakers out there, it's a great scene to watch and understand how that's done, and 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 get and get the weight of that scene and understand it on how it's, you know, how it's filmed. So,
0: and and I mean, it, as you said, the, the issue of H uh, HIV is brought up, but again, it never felt like let's educate the public when exactly. I think It just happened to f- these characters. Granted. One of which is uh, Francis, um, uh, he isn't ill, but his um, his partner is. They they talk about well, he has a chance to educate the audience, and that could only fail if it feels like they're doing a calculated piece on like uh, you've punched your ticket and you're definitely ill. Do your best to educate audience, and da 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 da, and then make a fuss about it. Now, Shu has his character talk about that that this is what we want to do. We want to document things, and the thing is he what happens after that feel because these characters have that idea but we don't see it because they engage in that in their separate unseen section of the drama right so we yeah. don't stop for 20 minutes to see francis and his partner document and photograph what they want to present to the world no it's merely said in that scene at the hospital and i think that makes it not preachy at all uh, in my opinion another favorite moment i don't want to spoil it either but the uh, I think two of my favorite moments, obviously, they involve George, but also, again, uk playing stuff uh, off camera. Uh, the scene towards the end, I might as well be slightly specific, in the wake of the wedding, right? And uh, Christine and George have a conversation. And Christine essentially says that, well, I know what you're thinking, right? And uh, she breaks it to him that I know what you're thinking and I know and understand it, blah, blah, blah. And we have that off-screen when Shoe K's camera reaches George. George is like this uh, kid. He can't look her in the eye. He can only look down because he feels shame. And he's in the wedding costume as well at that point. That's just a great example of how you communicate uh, how a character feels. And uh, even a grown man, past 40, who hasn't dealt with this, yeah, exactly, can be reduced a little bit to a kid who doesn't, you know, stares into the ground and that's the only sort of emotional, physical reaction. And um, I don't know. I think those are cinematic moments and then some when uh, you're engaged in such moments, especially when they partly take place off screen. Like, we we understand it as we hear it, but we appreciate it a lot more as we see the tail end of it, almost, you know.
1: Yeah, and he, you know, I say, and he, 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 you can feel the weight somewhat, like you say, he's like a, a, a schoolboy looking down, but you can you can feel the weight kind of lifted to some extent from him as well, and he, he realises, you know, where his love lies and, you know, who he is kind of thing, and there's some reconciliation there from that point of view to, you know, for he knows what he, he needs to do, you know, all of a sudden there's that realisation, but um it's, um, it's those scenes that add the to the movie to make it, you know, what it is. And like, you're following that, the story of these two people and that arc of that. And the moments, like I say, you've just picked out, um, you know, really, you know, put the, put the film into one of George's best works from certainly what we've, we've seen Mm -hmm. Um, because he plays it without all the ham and and all that. And he plays the character that he's given, really well and puts himself in that situation and you believe him and that's what it's all about you believe an actor uh, and you believe him when he's you know when he's in that situation so yeah
0: and amazingly enough uh, jordan who i've always thought has been a very charming and alive performer He's the best thing out of Young and Dangerous, which I'm not a fan of. But he he brings an energy as Chicken, and there's even a Young and Dangerous reference in this <laughs> Have you there have is, you seen yeah. Young and Dangerous? <laughs> like, I'm I'm kind of that guy as he threatens someone, which uh,
1: yeah, is it, it is a little scuffle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He could have, I mean, in the wrong director's hands, in the and the wrong writer's hands, in the wrong actor's hands, that that character could have been a bit, bit intolerable because he seems to flare flare up a lot in terms of, uh, what what did you say? What do you mean by that? But Jordan, it's the balancing act. I think Sunny comes off as someone who is uh, he's thinking ahead and not just in the moment, not just the drama in his head at the moment, but rather thinking ahead how to, you know, make his. Uh, Best friend and partner come to life as well because uh, Sonny feels alive. Um, he all of that isn't firmly communicated as such, but but it's there, and I, I picked up on that. Uh, and anyone could that he he wants to, uh, you know, get him out of his shell ever so slightly because there's potential here. The relationship isn't about to come crashing down just because George is still in the closet to anything. And uh, he, he wants to work on that. He wants to engage in in mustachio, if you will. And as he states earlier in the film that the age thing, that was never an issue. The moustache was never an issue. He doesn't say that. But obviously, he, uh, he overcame he the moustache. He overcame
1: the moustache. In a film that his nickname is mustachio, I was expecting, oh my God, that's just like, we can ham up time, mustachio man. I was like, you know. I, but no, it didn't. It was just God, I was like, God, you could get so much more out of that mustachio comment. Come on. But um no, they didn't they just, you know, used it a couple of references, but um I was somewhat disappointed.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but I wanted to say some of my final note. It, it it isn't massively groundbreaking as such on any any level, but it's good drama, man. The, the key issue that we ident I say identify, obviously I can't identify uh, with the predicament of law casting, but we're engaged in it and it's a real one. It's a complex one on its own. And I think it's a mild spoiler, but I'm going to be vague. The only true goal for law casting is to ever so slightly open up. And there's a scene later in the movie where that happens. So the movie doesn't build towards a crescendo where he, as I said, announces to the world that I'm homosexual. It isn't about that. It isn't about, it. but it's about changing ever so slightly, and see where that gets you. Because it's a massive thing to go from completely closeted, I can imagine, to ever so slightly opening up and uh, and uh, then reveal your sensitivity in the issue. And I think that that's a clever way of thinking. shuke isn't taking on too much as a dramatic filmmaker, right? He he feels like there's enough here, and then. We can leave the story open-handed ever so slightly after that. Yeah. And uh but at the same time there's conventional romantic beats too. So it's not this completely foreign body of a movie where you need to have experience everything that goes on to understand an iota of it. No, there's a, there, there's a romance here. Romance have have its ups and downs, and Shu K is wise to include some conventional stuff that's still solid enough. So um I think um, overall there's no, like, weakness. It's just uh, it could have been ever so slightly better if he'd uh, been secure enough in his theme and message to exclude some voiceover. But again, in some movies, the entire roster of voiceovers is detracting, right? Here's just a few ones that I think
1: overstates matters a little bit.
0: But uh, that's a personal thing for me.
1: Yeah, I think the uh, the only issue I had with... George on his um, computer with that massive thing that said email on the front in block in blocks and um, <laughs> that was just that was that was traumatic that was seeing that and, and then I forgot obviously it was like 1996, 97 so that was fine <laughs> I enjoyed it so much I think it just caught me by surprise you know drama was I mean you know I dipped my toes in um, I know it's part of who I'm and stuff but you know yeah, I enjoyed it I have to say. And I enjoyed the characters from the from the start and I enjoyed the the arcs within the characters and and watching um them develop going forward and like I say because it does it opens up slightly towards the end and stuff but you know it it's enough there's there's enough there for a for a, for an ending um but um I enjoyed it by George he surprised me i guess was the thing that he could um take this character and you'd be invested in him that much throughout a movie because we've seen him in some movies and, you know, he he kind of falls to the wayside occasionally or doesn't have that. But in this movie, you know, he was believable as the character throughout. And I enjoyed that. Fair play to Georgie, baby.
0: Well, I think that's a very... uh... Apt thing to say, both Georgie, baby, but but also that uh, you believe in the character, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you believe in that journey, and you're you're engaged. And uh, uh, other than that, again, we mentioned it before the break, but um, the director is K that is not the actors, but the actress Xu Ke in Mandarin Chuchi, she's in the movie in a minor role as one of the neighbors to George and Jordan. So you hear Chi in sync sound and that sort of Mandarin-Cantonese mixture. She she knows Cantonese, but you can You apparently hear a thick Mandarin accent when she speaks Cantonese. So it's cool to have that in sync sound rather than she being the sole performer that's dubbed and things like that. So... Um, but it's an early role for her, but she's uh, she's been in Viva Erotica by this point and won her two awards for that role. Uh, believe it or not, at the Hong Kong Film Awards, you have, you have a chance to win as an actress twice because there's Best New Performer and there's also Best Supporting Actors. And that's what Hugh K. won for Viva Erotica.
1: That was the first film, wasn't it?
0: Among the first films, she's done, she'd done some Taiwanese work, some Category 3 movies at the time, Sex and Zen 2 and things like that.
1: But you can see there's something about her in the movie. She's just got that she's got that little bit of glow about her.
0: Impossibly
1: cute. She is, though, isn't she? She's proper, and she's got it there. Bear in mind, that's one of her first films and stuff. You can see why all of a sudden the camera loved her. So, uh, yeah, bless her.
0: And uh, Alfred Chung turns up as um, as a uh, client of Sonny's at the hair salon who wants to take him out to, uh, no, not to have sex with him, but to, to uh, groom him as a pop star. And uh, <laughs> he, he does karaoke with him, which is an yeah. interesting thing because yeah. Sonny's very open that I'm going out this guy, but it isn't about what you think it is. Uh, we're just going to hang out and I have my limits and those limits are exactly what I tell you they are, i.e., we just go to karaoke together he actually asked me to become a pop singer but he never shows any intention so uh it's, it's just like well well you that's what he said but I have my job so so what? Uh, so uh, that's refreshing honestly I guess uh, uh, before we do the availability any other notes you want to share about uh, good old George
1: only I have a query and I don't know if you noticed it but on the um what I watched they had it at the end dedicated to why? at the end of the credits and I was like Yeah,
0: presumably someone someone that someone knew that uh, may, may may not be with us anymore.
1: Never yeah. know, but I if anybody else knows, I was just interested and I thought, Well, but I can't find anything about it which always bugs me when I've got oh. So, yeah, yeah, there was a dedication there, so that was kind of interesting at the end of the uh, movie. But um, Lamb uh, Lam did it for me. Slam in the Lamb, as they say.
0: It's the easier movie to watch versus both people because both people deals with such harrowing things. But um, in in terms of dramatic performances, it's hard it, It's hard to pick between them. It's, uh, if you want a nicer time that isn't a graphic and harrowing, then a queer story is the choice, I guess.
1: It was nice to be... Um... Uh, on the back end of the land films with this particular feature it was enjoyable to start with both people and, and and almost end with this one it was uh it was good so yeah definitely enjoyable recommended absolutely
0: and as for availability i actually used to own this on dvd the remastered a dvd from maya but i guess i mean it's 10 years ago now i guess uh, I guess I sold it or traded it back then because I still did those things. But I, I I can't be bothered to do those things anymore. So maybe I didn't like it as much as I did this time because I'm I, I was kind of like, why didn't I keep it? Keep it. It's yeah, solid enough, man. That.
1: I've done that. Hmm. Uh,
0: nowadays it is a bit harder to find this particular DVD uh, from Mayad, a remastered one, and secondhand prices, while not hugely expensive, are a bit too steep for my taste currently. And I mean, if it had been twenty pounds, fine. £50, 60 £70 pounds isn't fine, <laughs> right?
1: No, it's ridiculous, folks. Stop being ridiculous. There are forums out there and people that will sell them at decent prices. And what happens is, and I like about this, I'm going into a little bit of a rant here, is that their community and stuff that we got and they're on social media and stuff will, will sell and it's like-minded people who have seen the movie and for whatever reason... You know, not particularly keen. We'll sell it at a reasonable price to other people who want that movie or are keen on it and stuff, and I'll we'll get it at a, you know, a decent marketable price. These ones that you see that are put off for you, it, stupid prices is just like greed. There's no, there's no greed. They're not fans of the genre or anything else. They're just greedy. No.
0: And and they're like uneven prices too. You, I, I remember looking up uh, Owl versus uh, Bumbo. There was like uh, new price one hundred and sixty-seven point six three. <laughs> Carefully calculated price.
1: <laughs> Give another generation a chance. Let other people view these films. They need to be seen. Stop being silly.
0: They're not the cure for cancer. These uh, these uh, elusive discs. Uh, but uh, so I- I'll keep my eye out for a purchase that um, is more reasonably priced because I do want to own this DVD. So so de- therefore um, this viewing had to be acquired through download. I'm sorry to say, but hey, at least I'm looking to support the movie twice. You know. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's it. Uh, We are going to take another break and then it's the last movie, the ninth movie of the George Lamb defaming sessions. Is he George Lamb or is he George Lame? Well, after the next review, uh, well, you'll know what we think of that particular review, but we have to tally up the score going ever so uh, briefly through the movies, including uh, these three in this episode, and give our scores and see if the defaming worked or not and i mean again it won't work because george got it good so george has nothing <laughs> to worry about <laughs> so obviously that uh, that's not a mission statement to sink his name or anything but <laughs> it's, it's a
1: mission a... statement <laughs> defamed. Now, george
0: you're defamed huh we said it on a podcast in
1: the building you're defamed <laughs> we said it here first it, that's what it's meant social media will uh, write as such We'll wikipedia it and make sure that everybody knows that he's defamed.
0: We'll uh, Photoshop a, a sign that uh, hangs over George that says he crudely photoshopped in, defamed. And defamed is like written slightly outside of the sign, showing that it's a very bad Photoshop job.
1: And every photo that's released to the media and social media shall have that sign above his head.
0: Well, like a cone on his head, right? A cone on his head or
1: something. Yeah, a cone that's with a moustache planted on. Um, okay, we're going down a different road, I'm sorry.
0: But uh, we're going to take another musical break, and after that we are going to review the last movie in this series. And the last movie is It's a Drink! It's a Bomb! From 1985. And it's a Hong Kong Christmas movie, per definition. It, uh, it's set at Christmas. They say it's set at Christmas. There's not an ounce of snow in the movie. So <laughs> no, no.
1: Didn't see any snow anywhere.
0: But uh, it's sort of the last Christmas movie I haven't covered on a podcast in some shape or form. I've always... Well, well One Night in Monkok, I think, but it's not a cheery movie. Uh, the Daniel Wu Cecilia Chung movie. It's a quite a violent movie, but uh, it's set it's yeah. during Christmas and New Year's. So. But no George in that one, so we're gonna conclude with It's a Drink! It's a Bomb! from 1985 after a musical break, which probably will include George's uh, requisite uh, canto pop number, so Listen to that for 30 seconds and we'll be right back. And welcome back in the final review of the George Lamb defaming sessions designed to determine whether George Lamb is George Lamb or George Lame, if you will, and the ninth movie to determine it all uh, to make sure we have an uneven number of movies because I would have been the idiot that structured this around eight movies, right? And then like, oh, there's a chance that it can be a tie. Oops. So, It's a Drink, It's a Bomb from 1985 is the review that concludes it all in plot uh, from HKMDB and Mr. Blue's review of the film. Uh, Mr. Blue. Mr. Pink.
1: Mr. Orange. <laughs> yeah, I want Mr. Orange's review. Why am I Mr. Pink? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but anyway, uh, the story has three strangers. Tomboy, Maggie Chung, Cabby, John Chum, and scientist, George Lamb. Well... Scientist mm. uh, come together after a strange series of events that has then been changed by a couple of japanese bad guys played by eddie kohung and elvis choi and the reviewer adds that uh, choi now uh, known as the crazy bald guy from a number of category 3 films is almost unrecognizable with a slicked back hairdo and lip liner and 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 like a uh, great looking clock curl in his forehead right <laughs> uh, the japanese oh. think the trio are holding a can of soda that is actually a powerful explosive however maggie and company do not have it in fact they have no idea what exactly the japanese want so they go to the police for help they are turned away because they think they're all crazy and eventually the trio piece the puzzle together and with some stumbling and fumbling along the way uh, so that's a it's a drink it's a bomb for you the plot and phil a quick opinion of uh, this uh, Hong Kong Christmas movie, whether you felt it was Christmassy or not. So the floor's yours. What did you think in short of It's
1: a drink. It's a bomb. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a shame. You cannot see my face because we're doing a podcast, but if you would you'd see my hand over my face in a kind of slapstick kind of way, in a kind of Oh my god. It was no uh a queer story about people. I think this was <laughs> a trouble. We just we just come off the back of a dramatic um turning by George and then obviously George goes back to what he does best. He's just messes it all up with this complete <laughs> um, he he mess. Um Kids has no reference to Christmas <laughs> at all apart from a Santa outfit. So oh sorry. If you can put a Santa outfit in a movie and then call it a Christmas movie, I I I missed the email on that, but apparently that's the way it is because I don't see any bloody snow anywhere. Um, it's it's a it's yeah it's a, a Hong Kong crime caper movie of those ilk that come out, and I'm sure it'll it'll appeal to a lot of people out there, and and it will, and I can understand why, but for me, no, I'm sorry, it, it didn't. It uh
0: it, it killed me that you used the line that George messes it up <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I agree. Uh you, you can give it the benefit of the doubt as it's a Christmas movie. It's not attempting anything but a light ninety minute chase scenario, but you need to entertain. If you set up a trio of characters that is going to interact for almost ninety minutes, you would need to have some energy there, some chemistry between the leads, in order for all, it all to be funny. And you want to latch onto a dynamic of sorts, a comedic dynamic of sorts, whether a new one, or um, uh, an original, uh, or an old one, or an original one. Uh, it simply doesn't have any of that, largely. So it's uh, we got a chuckle here and there, but otherwise, this is rough. This is a really anonymous as a movie, and it's not unlikable. And you can forgive it, but... Any maker would want their commercial comedy to linger, and this doesn't linger. John Shum doesn't linger Margaret yes Margaret Chung, mind you uh, she's credited not as Maggie but Margaret. she doesn't linger, and George does not linger. As Phil said he
1: messes it up. I tell you what does linger the smell lingers that's what that that's that's what lingers here, George the smell of you
0: <laughs> funnily enough, it's directed by a uh, a guy that I actually quite admire but movies that came after this one Uh, David Chung a veteran cinematographer but also the director of Royal Warriors the Michelle Yeoh vehicle the director of Magnificent Warriors with Michelle Yeoh that big big ass high budget action movie director of I Love Maria with John Shum and Choi Huck and also the underrated thriller Web of Deception with Joey Wong and Bridget Lin and then he did nothing else as a director but this was his first and it shows that while I Love Maria had some funny comedy, it also had the sci-fi angle and the special effects because the comedy wasn't its highlight. So it shows that David wisely avoided comedy mostly after this movie because um, he doesn't feel like he's at home doing this at all, actually.
1: No, well, he went back to being a cinematographer, didn't he? For, for a yeah. little bit, yeah. yeah. Supposing, I didn't know he directed those uh, well, worries and... Uh... So, yeah, that's, yeah, interesting. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, like you say, it's the leads, and, and this is the problem. John Sham, you know, we know we can be funny. We know, and he can be. But, you know, as a trio, it just doesn't hold your attention enough to, to warrant Um, well, well, you
0: never know, though, as the movie sets itself huh. up. You know, George is casually just the num nom, nom, nom. He's eating. So it's nice to be an actor who can just eat. And uh, it's a lighthearted scenario where people are making a, a bomb, uh, within uh, a beer, a beverage so it's uh, we got terrorists here hello, joyous, it's Christmas and uh, Elvis as we said, is, got, is that henchman with that splendid Clark Kent forehead curl in addition to the slicked hair the only highlights actually are here in the beginning because um, it's not particularly dangerous feeling even though they're being chased with cars or crossbows but they're not being chased with guns or anything so it's somehow a little bit off beat the way these japanese cartoon villains go about their thing now that's not 10 minutes of highlights i think um there's a few seconds of highlights where you sort of link you you think well there's the design of the movie where do you go with that and when all is said and done it's just you, you're at best neutral towards the extensive chase scenario and that's at best which mm. rarely happens really
1: yeah i' like you say there's there's a there's a couple of things and and you know my I didn't mind the first that of the movie I, I was probably still on a bit of a high from from George in a queer story and mustachio
0: can go nothing
1: yeah I was wrong. Half, I was on a high i was like wow this is George could do anything now but I, that soon descended in the in the latter part of the movie but I stuck with it for the first you know he was a it was okay the the thing that got me was it's a drink, it's a bomb, great, good idea. It's a bomb and a drink, I liked it and stuff. But when they showed off the actual potential of the bomb, I was like, you know what, might might give you a little sore sting and stuff. But, you know, that that isn't really a bomb, is it? It's not really, it didn't look like it was going to do a lot of damage. I mean, as bombs go, I've seen bigger, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, there just wasn't enough mileage going forward and you didn't really care as such.
0: It could have been this cartoony light, Aura because the the Japanese uh, villains they're not they're not dangerous sort of assassins they they're almost designed to be cartoon characters but mm-hmm. you have to then you have to go somewhere with exactly that. if anything Eddie and Elvis they do okay because they sort of look badass but here's he the here's the key and the core and Margaret John and George and John he's an acquired taste john chum um he's a great producer but um comedically i'm not always on board with his uh style it's almost like he prides himself on playing childlike characters uh, you can see it in pom-pom with richard M. he's n- he's a cop in that one but he's he's nigh on like mentally challenged in that one like he's a kid he's like five years old i got a gun yo and here <laughs> they sort of Emphasize that even more because he's carrying a plastic badge and thinks he is a police officer Which, which is very irresponsible, but it's not funny because John is sort of just loud mouthed and uh, Almost like hinges his bet on the fact that if I'm loud enough and if I You know get seen enough in the movie that will work and unfortunately it can be really really annoying in this one It is really annoying when we reach pedicab driver, you got that change up to this vile and phlegmy character, and he spits on that photograph at the end of the movie. So he could change it up, and as I said, he's a very good producer as well. But John really got on my nose quick in this one. That uh, I've I've seen my share of childlike characters from John, and now I get to have another ah. one.
1: Great, <laughs> really? <laughs> you gonna pull that one out the bag again? <laughs> Why? I mean, yeah. I, I, to be fair, you know. Margaret, as we shall call her from now on. No, I can't. He has to be Maggie. She'll always be Maggie to me, bless. He's playing what Maggie does, and that's, she always does. So, you know, I'm not going to not Maggie, because I just love her. She can just walk around and
0: steal. But she's just slotted into a character, and 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 unfortunately, one of the stupidest moments in the film, and I, I just kind of felt bad for her, that they didn't write anything that made sense. They didn't write any kind of intelligence to any of the acts. At one point, they say... Uh, she's sitting in the taxi and I guess uh, George and John are shouting to her left and right and she uh, takes her hands off the wheel and like signals in the air, left or right and then drives off the road because she's so fucking stupid to take her hands off the wheel and I thought like, how dare you write something that stupid? (laughs) Movie characters are not that stupid,
1: usually It's not, and trust me, it's not, not I'm not laughing because it's a funny thing I'm just laughing the way you tell it
0: my notes went like fucking come on
1: <laughs> but the joke, and here it is for me my notes run she out. she really crashed quick. the car
0: because <laughs> she's I stupid I
1: oh really in the movie after about the half hour mark and my notes were just non-existent after that i think i just scribbled a couple of things like why now and then some <laughs> smiley faces and why just to cheer myself up as i was watching it i didn't want the last film to be to be like this i, I wish so much more for uh george but um I remember it as being slightly better. That's why I saw it. Well, it might be harmless.
0: We'll put it last.
1: I know I'm slighting it, but I just think after a power performance, you watch him in that and then watch him in some place where, you know, it just doesn't work and maybe it's the writing.
0: But but did you feel there was this, uh, you know, the banter and back and forth between them? Did that feel like it had any potential?
1: Exactly. And he wasn't there. They didn't click. If you're going to, as you say, if you're going to have three central characters, any central characters, they have to click. There has to be that kind of, you know, even if it's you're playing and bouncing off them, the believability between the three. And they don't. They just they just felt like three separate characters and there was no interaction. The interaction was supposed to be there and the intent. But, you know, they didn't come across that. I'll put it down to the writing rather than those three, because those three individually in different movies, which has been proved that they can, they can act, but you know, it just doesn't, it comes across as silly childish. And it just, I wasn't, maybe I just wasn't in the mood for it either. Just, don't like second
0: guess yourself because uh, you you can identify when something is good yeah. and bad, regardless if you're in a crappy mood or a great mood. And uh, you usually are in great mood, so th- that that means <laughs> yeah, you, you were are. tuned and you made an honest and uh, real uh, decision about yeah. this film. So I have to teach Phil these things that uh, he's good; he's doing good. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. So, so David, you know, he puts these three together and hoping there's mm-hmm. sparks, and uh, it really doesn't. It, it It's just like they're slotted into some sort of, well, you're a tomboy, you're a scientist. And George is a scientist because he looks through a, uh, a microscope once, so he's a scientist. Okay, great. Let's not touch upon that again. Let, let, let's not have his scientific skills uh, be some kind of weapon as they fight back against the Japanese or whatever. Let, let, let's just never mention it again. Uh, i know it's a comedy but still have a little bit of through line you know <laughs> and uh but but they're free loons really that not very funny i got a chuckle here and there and uh, the movie's trying too hard without any vision attached to it and there's no skill to sort of an intent to well intent is there but it's, there's no skill to make this fast light and wild and, and if banter is flat from the get-go you know first 20 minutes or whatever uphill battle yeah. mr director and uh, he never clinches the only thing i can say about the way it starts and it's, certainly it's true for the entire movie is that it never really stops it, it is a 90 minute chase scenario so at least you know it doesn't stop to have 15 minutes of mahjong playing or <laughs> like to really stall the movie or whatever so uh but but yeah but that that dynamic of A child, i.e. John Shum's character, the adult, i.e. George Lamb, and then Maggie as the tomboy, who uh, George sort of wants to romance. I see the intent, but it doesn't go anywhere that I remember at all. I can remember one scene that I chuckled at, and it involves uh, George's interaction with uh, the character Lao Kong plays. So there's no highlight between the three. I can't think of any
1: no and there wasn't unfortunately anything there to keep you going and you know you're in trouble with the movie after like 30 minutes when you check the runtime on it to see how long you need to put up with it it was one of those that just went "Mm, no this just isn't going anywhere i've I've given it a good half hour this just doesn't get it isn't gonna take anything there's no smile coming from my face i'm not enjoying this i'm not enjoying the characters you just didn't and and this is what you want. You want somebody, you want George to stand out and take control of the situation and act his socks off. And I mean, and you know, act can be a comedic performance, a dramatic performance, but, you know, give something. And he, he hasn't got the 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 width to do that, given even this, you know, dire script that he could stand out and, he, you know, even his moustache can't save him. In this feature. You do the that job. Experiment. Yeah. <laughs> Face furniture, do your thing. Yeah, do your thing. Wiggle, do something. My God.
0: But, but again, tone-wise, there's nothing wrong with designing this more as a farce rather than something dangerous. And and occasionally, the characters do, the Japanese characters, Ediko and Elvis Choi, they do break through in that. I can see they're designing them as cartoon villains because at one point, Ediko bursts through a window and, and he doesn't face him. It's just like um, he is uh, invincible. And uh, that that's a fun visual. And probably my only slight laugh was when they tried to uh, lock them in the store by pulling down the grate. The big uh, iron grate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Eddie steps sense. through the door that's in that yeah. grate. Anyway, that was a well-timed visual gag. One, Phil.
1: One. If one. Yeah. <laughs> I did recall that bit, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was quite clever.
0: So 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 I didn't mind that it designed itself as farce rather than danger. I thought the as a concept, more than fine, but concept,
1: yeah. Execution, it just didn't deliver. So if it was, it didn't and it didn't deliver. And like you say, Eddie and Elvis and stuff as the as the Japanese villains, they, they were fine as that cartoonish and if it'd been set out and start from that as a farce, but like I say, the execution of it didn't didn't carry well. Um, and didn't come out in the film as as it looked like it was intended to be do you remember anything that you genuinely
0: thought like aha a lot of that or... no no <laughs> 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 I got one bit I that i thought was good actually if, if we're gonna give george anything i mean it's a big fat lame in this one but there, yeah. there's a scene where he uh, lao kong is uh, he's in on it right so um he he wants the bomb uh, not fall to solve the legal case but he's in on it So George and John and Maggie, are explaining it all to Lao Kong that uh, we've got the killers, we've got the bomb and the cans. And Lao Kong says, yep, I believe you. Really? And then they start to continue to explain that bizarre nature of of it all. He says, yeah, I I believe you. No no further questions? No, no. It's okay. I believe you. John's only good moment there, because again, he's a child and he's a dumbass. But he, he says to Lao Kong, I know who you are. And Lao Kong sort of gets panicked. Like, like oh my god he's he's onto me and john says you're a psychiatrist aren't you <laughs> out to sort of get us and and then you realize that he's totally off the mark so one george moment in interaction with another actor and one john Mo- john moment when interaction with another actor does that say something
1: so if I have to pull something out of this the, this film and stuff, I quite enjoyed the scenes with uh, Paul Turner's, like the inspector and stuff, when they kept coming in to see him and they're explaining the situation. Yeah. Like I say, I, I quite enjoyed his role like that because it kind of reminded me of a kind of Inspector Cluzo kind of thing. I could see the twitch style kind of start with him and stuff. You know that you know these mad. People keep coming back to him; those kind of things, which I quite enjoyed. But it was it was never like I say, if you're going to make a zany kind of that kind of fast, then make it that way rather than, than than not and executing it that way. Like I say, it just became just nothing in the end. Yeah. And what I I mean, come on, it's a Christmas movie, really. One Santa suit. I'm I'm gonna say it again. One Santa suit doesn't make a Christmas movie, folks.
0: Yeah, Hong Kong doesn't have that tradition as such, you know, so uh, they're they're quite sparse, those movies, literally even a movie Merry Christmas, which is an enjoyable comedy with uh, Carl Macca and Baldy Jr. Uh, is in there from Aces Go Places and things like that. And the stars come and go and it's got a wonderful theme tune called Merry Christmas. (laughs) You can't dislike that.
1: Not a lot of people would ken, but I know you, you got a secret crush on that movie going. Uh, just, I, I love the way you remember the lyrics as well. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Merry <laughs> Christmas.
0: Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's Cantonese in between. It's catchy. So. It's catchy. <laughs> it yeah. uh, so, But yeah. Uh, so so again, you, you're sort of passively watching this movie go at best. And, and George tries to be sort of quirky and wisecracking. You know, he's the adult. But that doesn't punch through either, this sort of wisecracking. Yeah. Uh, you know he can't deliver the zingers as he did in Owl vs. Bumbo with a way better actor to bounce yeah. off it's hard to stay mad at it was a light Christmas release but you can still disapprove of it heavily because it should entertain you within those parameters and it simply didn't so Phil, have you changed your mind this time? Because sometimes you're like, well well, well not what you say it <laughs>
1: <laughs> You know how I like to sit on that fence, Ken. Sometimes I just can't get off that fence. But this one, I'm definitely on the right side of that's just wrong. No, um, no, I've not changed my mind. It was it wasn't very good. It's not recommended. Um please, if you like farces and Comedy Capers, I'm sure people will like that you know uh, from from that timeline and that kind of genre um but for me no it wasn't and, and specifically because we're looking at george no george naughty naughty george no and uh even in 1985 he
0: could have had a good movie on his uh, filmography owl was made before both people was before so it was it was not like george was building up towards the acclaim no he he, he had a <laughs> Let's just exit this one. I'm looking at the cast list here and uh, like, uh, was Wu Ma in it? Well, maybe he was. I can't remember Wu Ma or Dennis Chan or Blackie Co. Or even, uh, well, lower lower Lo, I remember he was the uh, guy at the uh, amusement park where they had that can competition and within all those cans were the
1: bomb can and things like that. And Dennis Chan coming in, wasn't he in the police station at some point? Maybe, maybe. so, who <laughs> cares? Yeah, I did see him, who cares?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like Dennis, but... Uh, yeah, yeah so that's it Uh, as for availability of it's a drink it's a bomb uh, the universe dvd and the joy sales reissue um, which is what we watched uh, is listed as out of stock currently and uh, i can only found find sparse secondhand listings and if so again 50 60 pounds or more range per disc so uh, what what are you thinking like uh, just give it away it's a christmas movie
1: yeah just give it yeah just give it away people if you're gonna don't buy it for that please don't don't do it in fact, if I find a copy, I'd come across a copy at some point, I might give it away as a competition prize, just so you can see how bad it is. Um, no, actually, I won't. So, finally, so no one
0: like, needs to like make an effort in that competition. You just need to acknowledge <laughs> that the competition exists, and you're a winner.
1: <laughs> you're a winner. You, uh, Yeah, it's just by stating the words, banana, you can win. Uh, something
0: like I don't know. Who knows? I uh, I archived this in my uh, newly newly found uh, uh, like uh, big bags of discs, so I still have it, but um, it's not it's not going to be rewatched anytime soon. And now I've done it for work, so uh, there's no there's no need to ever have it again. Uh, but th- that's it, and I mean we the moves are done. And if you followed the series and made your own notes, then then you'll know if we like George Lamb and if if we don't like George Lamb but uh, seen as these episodes have been spaced out and uh, there's been nine movies uh, I don't blame you for not keeping track and we haven't like firmly expressed like the tally is this and this now Uh, the longer the series ran on this uh, sort of examination of whether George has any qualities that I might have missed because in my mind it was always like he sucks the air out of movies all the time and that's not true but in the grand scheme of things we looked at nine movies and which one were on the lamb side and which one were on the lame side i.e right side wrong side that's what it, what we're going to give to you now but as we did with the Alan Tam series when we presented the score so to say that determines where we are mathematically in our like or dislike. I was like that. Uh, that uh, we treated us so so cold. We're so cold like mathematically, he's good. Mathematically sucks ass <laughs> uh, But what we did last time was that we rattled off our well in that case it was team time not team time sort of randomly and then counted sort of live on the show rather than um, so there's still the element of surprise uh, if you will so let's just jump you don't need to do like uh, two lambs and then two lambs or whatever just uh, let's uh, jump back and forth in the list and then ca- count it because we don't know I, I don't know how or what the tally is for Phil and he doesn't know uh, vice versa so say so. But if we start with the very very first movie uh, all the wrong clues for the right solution which was the period comedy directed by Choi Hark and you got the teddy robin george Lamp pairing that we encountered at least two times in this series I put that down as a lame one because uh, when when together it was a fun gangster comedy when teddy and robin were toge- uh, teddy and george were together but when separated especially when george was separated for a long time it was weak silly comedy that couldn't quite get into the lame column if you will uh, lamb column if you will so all the wrong clues for the right solution was a lame for me uh what was your uh what was your italian spontaneous memory of all on clues
1: yeah and for me and um, we we start off on uh on the same foot so to speak it was uh it was uh, lame for me as well it wasn't uh it wasn't a good start to my initiation to george and he was lame
0: and uh, if we jump to one of the movies uh, covered in this show, for instance, Queer Story was a firm lamb because they talk about responding to material, and uh, which George really did. And the, the yeah. director kept the dra- drama natural, the emotions were earned and natural, and some of the biggest drama took place uh, off-screen partly. But uh, it really affected me, and uh, I thought George was worthy of the praise in that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, definitely... Uh... Alam there, he was. uh, And one of his best performances across the series. I really enjoyed it. So yes, thumbs up from me on that one.
0: And we might as well mention, we we mentioned both people, of course. Mm. uh, Harrowing uh, and hoi drama. And George really responded to the the material in that one too as the photographer in uh, war-torn and uh, politically charged uh, Vietnam. And uh, it's a new wave drama classic that is by no means easy to watch but quite a crucial hong kong movie and uh, george uh, earned his stripes in an early role and uh, showed a director believed in him that Anne hoy believed in him uh, big time so um, even though he might have been a pop star mostly at that point in his career she saw potential in him and. That's um, one of the Hong Kong cinema classics um, of uh, the 80s.
1: Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> it was clever by um, Ken, by yourself, to put that as one of the first viewings because obviously on the back of all the one clues, I thought, I'm in for a bumpy ride here. Are you ready to do another or Lame Show film? Oh, I don't know. I think I might be uh, cooking me tea that night. <laughs> but the boat people dragged me back. To the boat people dragged there was something there about George. This was my favourite film. Um, certainly i've seen of his uh, and in this series um, both people recommended for anybody that hasn't seen it absolutely my favorite film and um, was um took me on the journey of uh lamb or lame and uh, yeah definitely a thumbs up from me
0: and uh randomly switching tack here a, a bite of love Fuck,
1: <laughs> god i hate that movie
0: um, that would be a reference to George's vampire dupe, so yeah. So that that's a big old, big old lame sync sound. Partly UK set uh, vampire adventure with no fun or do with his uh, leading lady Rosamond Kwan in that one. Wasted sync sound and Dolby around for that one.
1: Wasted location, wasted talent. Don't no no bite, no love for me for that. No no smidgen of love, let alone bite.
0: And and that was included mainly because. Um, it, it's a fun sort of, well, it's a vampire movie, it's George Lamb, it's in sound, we should include it. I know, and I knew, that I didn't like it, right? So it wasn't like, I changed my mind.
1: You, ooh, you pesky, you, you pesky can.
0: It's a drink, it's a bomb, lame, as stated. Let's not go back to that for, uh, for too many minutes or anything. Um, and uh, what else can we jump to? Well, we might as well conclude the movie's um, the the third movie in this episode: uh, Owl versus Bumbo, which I think is a a lamb for me. Uh, the pairing with Samo works uh, largely. A uh, misplaced melodrama aside, I think uh, George is very funny as he sort of is lovingly teasing Samo, and uh, I, I thought uh, George was really uh, confident in that role. And as I said, he had swagger as he sort of navigated his environment and like threw out some childish zingers towards Samo. Oh, he, he's got diarrhea. <laughs> that was
1: my f- favorite. It's my favorite. He brought it back up again. I just about squeezed uh, a lamb. I think I changed my mind over the course of it, I have to say. So I wasn't as enthusiastic of it, but it was definitely uh, a lamb and uh, not a lame. So it's, uh, yeah, thumbs up from me.
0: It might seem hypocritical that I, for a movie that, on my behalf, that is, for a movie that, partly doesn't work, that I still slotted it into that column because Shanghai, Shanghai. I didn't like him, but it's a part, partly movie that really works, but it's not because of George, you know. He, he plays this police officer that's also an inventor, which is such a... He's like Leonardo da Vinci or something, right? G- uh, he invents airplanes or what have you. So that, that's silly and puzzling writing, and George, I thought, couldn't take that anywhere. But then again, in separate bits in that movie, because it feels a little bit episodic. Yum-Yu, Sam Hung, and Anita Moy all did competent work, especially Sam and Anita. But in the overall scheme of things, if you look at the movie and George in general, I couldn't put that into the Lamb column, but I was conflicted, I should say.
1: Yeah, this was the tough one. This is the tough one, and probably the clincher for both of us and where this swings, because for everything you've just said, I've actually said that it was Lamb for this one does he do enough to justify it? I'm probably being biased because of who else is in the cast and the film itself and therefore I'm going to give it um, I'm going to give it a lamb um, I'm sorry it's going to be it's going to fall that side it's my view I don't care he's lamb it's it's okay I mean you you were critical partly of the movie but
0: you you still you know the overall tally You 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 still think it's like a fun watch uh, in the overall uh, scheme of things.
1: That's it, and it shouldn't detract from that. And you know, um, George is in it. Is he? You know, and we we've discussed it at length um, on what that movie. If we judge these films for on what George is uh, purely for him. Um, then absolutely you could, but just because of the ensemble piece and the cast and and everything about this film as a film, I cannot put it in the lame column. It has to be a lamb.
0: I fairly agree with all of that, but he was still ever so slightly too weak and a weak uh, aspect for me in that movie. Yeah.
1: And I went back and forth on this one. This one, I had sleepless nights. Well, no, I didn't go that far, but you know what I mean. I did go back and forth. That this was that was the one. That kept me kept me awake at night, folks, because I take this job very seriously. It kept me awake, but I'm uh...
0: drawing like uh, diagrams with permanent marker in the ceilings <laughs> at home. Again, yeah. I thought we did this with Valentine. <laughs> it
1: is Phil. Um, as the kids come home. Um, so no lamb. Yeah.
0: Definitely. A banana Cop, Another pairing between Teddy Robin and George Lamb. Set in the UK, a light murder mystery with some. Uh, like highly intense style in terms of colors and what have you it's very green and blue and red and i thought that was a, a fun pairing george had fun as the um as the british-born uh cop in uh, in you know uk chinatown and what have you so uh, i i thought he, he looked apart and he had fun with teddy and the uh, they do. Um, they do. They have a decent chemistry when they do appear on screen. Teddy directed Shanghai, Shanghai, but didn't appear himself in it, and maybe that would have helped Shanghai, Shanghai. But uh, it certainly helped Banana Cop, and I think it's a, while not an outstanding film, I think it's a fun pairing. I like when Hong Kong cinema go abroad. It works in the case of Banana Cop. Obviously, it didn't work in the case of A Bite of Love, but uh, it has something to do with the director, the pairing, and some. Uh, like very exaggerated style for Hong Kong cinema and um I, I found it uh, decent enough and definitely a lamp.
1: Yeah, I'm of the same opinion. It was one of those uh again conflicted to some extent. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but I actually enjoyed it more looking back on it than um I thought I would at the time and actually watching it. So um yeah, it was a it was a lamp for me, and if you're keeping total now, it's it's very interesting.
0: And the right smack in the middle of the coverage uh, was Easy Money, the Hong Kong version and remake, but it they changed a few things around, Of the Thomas Crown affair, with George Lamb as the sexy insurance investigator with a killer VHS and Laserdisc collection that uh, investigates Michelle Yeoh. That went well up until Michelle and George had to act in multiple scenes together, and then the movie sort of fizzled for me, so... I could not put it at all in the LAM column, it was, despite the VHS and LD collection, it's a lame because it worked only sort of halfway, and that wasn't good enough for a movie that relies on the two of them working together, you know, two characters working together, so that was easy money for me, a lame.
1: For me, um, because obviously it relied on George acting and he couldn't, it was a uh, lame for me as well. So Despite
0: was, looking at Charles Bronson movies for, exactly. uh, for clues in the investigation and stuff.
1: Yeah, and all that, it's still, no, he couldn't. The chemistry has to be real um, and, and it wasn't, so it was a lame for me.
0: Chemistry needs to be real and uh, the struggle is real uh, coming up with uh, lamb or lame. But uh, the official count from my side, if we count the list here. uh, So on the lamb lamb side, we have one, two, three, four. Okay. On the lamb side, four. On the lame side, one, two, three, four, five. (laughs) (laughs) I don't
1: have to. I don't have to. (laughs) Okay. You know what's happened, don't you?
0: Is it a reverse or is it the same again?
1: Yeah, I have one, two, three, four on the lame and one, two, three, four on the lamb. (laughs) Which if you put those scores together, Ken, we have a tie.
0: Well, if we put them together, yeah, but you you, pa- <laughs> you made me panic for a moment. Like, oh, my God, I didn't do it correctly. But yeah. it's not about combining them. It's individual scores.
1: No, individual scores. Baby, did combine them. <laughs> maybe we maybe maybe needs to be a bonus episode at some point so we can disagree on one.
0: <laughs> it's a drink, it's a bomb redo. We're,
1: we're, we're individuals, folks. We are not attached to the hip. Some people think we are. We're just, you know, two heads, one body.
0: How do you feel about um, your ultimate uh, decision, then?
1: You know, I'm quite surprised. I'm quite surprised. I think from the start and to the end, there was there was some some shockers in there. Um, thread. but you know, I'm quite happy for George that I'm defamed him because I think you know the boat people, a queer story, banana cop. and it goes to prove that George, you know. He's good at what he does when he puts his mind to it. It was close. I mean, you could say, folks, you could say, "Shanghai, Shanghai," tipped it, and that way and stuff. It could have gone the other way. It didn't for me, and I'm quite pleased for George. I'd just like to receive this award on behalf of George. Um, that his uh, moustache shall carry on um, with me and um, and all who sail with him.
0: All, all it is, all of this is fair too and it's not like I'm just because I'm in the lame column that I'm going to exclude what I liked because what I liked, I really <laughs> yeah, yeah. liked and especially knowing that I sort of was of the firm 100% opinion that he sucks the life out of every movie he's in, he messed it up again, <laughs> I, I'm glad that these dramas that I've seen before that they um, really stood out to me because they tend to do feel when you when you do the work, when you do a little bit of more focused work, which this ultimately is, despite being fun to chat about movies, but ultimately it is work. But you, you yeah. I think you lodge more aspects in your head of like, God, that really worked. Like that monologue in uh, both people about uh, him feeling good about the changes in Vietnam and then they aren't good changes. That stuck with me. And uh, again, a queer story when the camera sort of catches him after receiving the phone call, that stuff stood out to me like genuinely good. Solid, even a, worthy of nomination if you didn't get one for either of those movies. Well, I think it was nominated for both people, but um, I don't know if a Queer Story was. In uh, 1997, by the way, for a Queer Story, that was it, was it was a tough crowd to be nominated in drama-wise and art-wise because it was the same year as Fruit Chance, Made in Hong Kong, and Wo- One Kar wise Happy Together, I think was the same year as well. Uh. And, and I think those, they were the competitors uh, a little bit more. Uh, Made in Hong Kong was the best movie that year, definitely. Uh, my point is, I'm happy to return to the drama I liked and I'm happy to return to the comedies I liked. So we ultimately don't uh, we, we don't need to walk away, like in my case, like, haha, I'm allowed to fume now, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you're like not saddled with the fact that you need to be 100% positive all the time now because mathematically, it's not that. It's all good fun, but as uh, people have stated on the forums and what have you, it's kind of a valid examination, because you get to yeah. half re-evaluate to see if your views were, in my case, kind of over-exaggerated, that he's not as bad, or is he as bad. And we do it when all is said and done, at a mature enough level, you know what I mean? Like, like I don't have raspberry sound uh, sound cues or what have you, ready for whenever Duke Lee appears on screen. <laughs> So uh, but, but for you going in blind into some of these movies and aware more of George Lamb's participation in Shanghai, Shanghai, despite rewatching that, I, I I get the sense that that new focus, that specific focus is, is, is kind of fun to do. It's a little twist on things
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is fun. I think they finally opened up um to some films that I'd not seen uh, i you know Sa sacri- Saku black, I'd not seen boat people, my God, why did I not watch that movie? Some of the dramas, you know, that I've been, you know, I've seen um, are welcome to add to my, you know, for my viewing pleasure, which is great. And, you know, that th- things like that deserve to be seen It's opened my eyes to those actors that are, you know, that I've possibly seen in movies such as Shanghai, Shanghai, but not noticed them there really because I'm not focusing on that. All of a sudden you put a, a focus on um, a certain actor and then all of a sudden you you look at them in a in a movie and you spot them and you start to see other things within the movies that I you know, rewatch again which is great so yeah it's been fun um, I'm happy for George like I say I'll accept the uh, the award on his behalf um, uh, and um,
0: I don't think he needs anything else I mean he's he's got a wonderful wife and he's probably got some uh, trophies from singing and stuff like that
1: so he's alright isn't he and he's got his moustache still so it'll uh, be a blessing.
0: Conceivably, he could come on the show because George's English is impeccable, right? So we would be able to interview him.
1: We so. should ask him. I don't think so. <laughs> why, have we not, why have we not asked him? Come on. Uh, somebody will have his number. We can just ring him up, surely. <laughs> That's...
0: Hey, hey, George, like, you, you kind of suck in some movies, but uh, we like you in others. So <laughs> no, would you like to come totally on? Got no? It.
1: I I'll ring him up and say George, you know, no, we do this brilliant podcast. No, we, we I know it was called defaming, but that's not the point, George. That was the Swedish guy. I said, look, and I know the Swedish guy is on the show. Well, he runs the show. Well, it is his show. Yeah, but that's not the point. Look, from my point of view, George, you're, you're all lamb, baby. You're all lamb. Now he may think you're lame and defaming you. You know, it, just take no notice of the Swedish guy. You're all right with the British son. So come on over and we'll have a little chat. We'll have a nice cup of tea and a chat. Uh, wouldn't it be nice, you know? It you know, would we, be should...
0: lovely. I would, uh, would love to, uh, to uh, go back from the beginning and uh, track his career uh, onwards. I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, if that were to happen, I would have more interest in um, how someone like that balances movies versus singing, right? And how much of a toll that takes on persons because yeah, you always must. get the impression that but maybe they took individual breaks but you sometimes always get the impression that and allow did dual careers and even more the dual careers because movies music movies music movies
1: music Yes. Yeah. stadium
0: tours movies
1: <laughs> yeah you change your balance all that and and have a there is a life outside of all that that you need to get on with as well you and yeah. do you, well, how do you catch a respite i know i've spoke to jackie around that and stuff and you know um we do have conversations And if finding restful time for him, he's always got things on his mind and stuff. I say, how do you kind of, you know, relax and stuff? I think family is relaxed, but there's not a lot of time that he has for personally just kind of relaxing or conversation with other people or outside the industry or he's, you know, he's doing charity work or he's doing filming or he's doing singing or he's doing this and doing that. Is downtime, they it must be minuscule and the same for like George or anybody else that was on that, you know, especially at the peak of their careers to balance all that and have some kind of, you know, life. It is their life and I get that, but other things outside of that must have been really difficult. So, yeah, that would be interesting conversation to have with those type of people to understand how you balance, how you're, you know, and it isn't work and I'm sure it wasn't considered work because it's part of their being, but how that balance is in their lives and how they manage that um, would be, yeah, yeah very interesting. And very interesting for everybody just, you know, generally. I, I literally know so little about the canto
0: pop scene, right? So if we ever got a chance to interview someone who was knee-deep in it, then uh, then then I would take that chance in all seriousness. Uh, I remember the person who should not be named who did all those commentaries for Hong Kong Legends uh, yeah. talked about uh, Eddie Koh, uh, speaking of uh, It's a Drink, It's a Bomb. Mm. Who, who wasn't as far as I know a singer uh, but he he did a, lo- a lot of movies and he related a story that if true or not doesn't matter it's an amusing one that Eddie Coe uh, didn't go home for a couple of weeks at the stretch in his life because he w- was from movie set to movie set to movie set maybe sleeping in vans and crap so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah away for weeks doing multiple movies when he's at home i.e. in Hong Kong yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so it, it, it was the truth for a while and I'm sure George, George and both Sally his wife they, uh, they were pushing themselves creatively both uh, on, on stage and on screen so yeah
1: yeah absolutely uh,
0: but at any rate cool um, you do deserve some kudos for sort of indulging me but also understanding the uh, the uh, purpose of uh, an examination in a series such as this and I can't think of an, any other actor currently that I dislike with such a venomous sort of like alan tam or george lamb so <laughs> if we're gonna do something like this again i need to come up with someone else to hate you
1: can come up with someone to hate i'm sure you'll find like, like
0: john shum well no well I, I i think i know the count already when it comes to john yeah. like pedicure driver yay and he was a producer on an autumn's Tales, so i guess yay uh, yeah, I can't think of
1: anything yeah, else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you'd have to find something or someone that, um, yeah, you re examine um, across the piece. But no, it's fun. Um, obviously, uh, my education um, was the uh, Alan Tam series, uh, and the uh, Lam or Lamb series was just an extension of that. So I've enjoyed it, and I hope, obviously, everybody else has enjoyed listening to it.
0: And uh, I hope you will look up some of the movies that appeal to you, listening to us, whether we like them or not. And uh, hopefully, you can get them for reasonable prices. But thank you, everybody, for supporting this little sidetrack. I think yeah, it's um, it's fun variation on the um, because we're not talking majorly known movies necessarily. And uh, thank you for indulging us, certainly. And uh, We're going to sign off now this bumper pack episode so for all your Podcast on Fire network needs go to podcastonfire.com social media links are available at the top of the page including to our Facebook page and to our iTunes feed so please uh, follow us for updates subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts and go to iTunes and leave your reviews if you have any such views we would very much appreciate it but uh, in the meantime I'm going to hand over to Phil for free reign in terms of plugging so Phil, you got the last one
1: Hey, I get to plug, I'm going to plug my um, website, but it isn't all about me, so um, easternfilmfans.co.uk, you can find me on the web, social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, but I, I will plug, and like I say, it isn't all about me, so... Um, just quickly on my site um, I one of the things I haven't done is review books so I thought why not let's, let's review books so my first book and first review um, should be out there on the world wide web and it's Fearless the Story of Chin Woo Kung Fu by Glenn Stanway so check that review out because um, like I say this isn't about me this is about um, eastern films and um, the eastern Asian flavour so um, yeah check my review out Fearless um, by Glenn Stanway on my site, please. Thank you very much. That's a little
0: creative angle.
1: Yeah. I'm proud of you, Phil.
0: Uh, that's, Thank that's you. That's a cool film. Let's uh, end on a good note. Grow your moustachio, and I can shave mine off.
1: Hey, <laughs> <Yay! Du-du-du-du-du-du-du. laughs> moustachio, moustachio, I've got to grow a moustachio.
0: You can probably do it. I'm like the worst, like beard and moustache grower in the world, and uh, you wouldn't want to see face furniture <laughs> like that on me. Plus the mohawk. <laughs> contrasting elements you know what I mean so keeping it clean so to say at any rate thank you very much Phil we're going to get you on a show where we review movies properly you know, <laughs> sometime <laughs> in the future yeah
1: because these we didn't review properly we were just half arsed with them but we'll do some proper ones we'll do some real movies next with real actors in oh no George Lamb in
0: this one as well oh, no, God. no,
1: no.
0: thank you very much Phil I've been Kenneby and uh, with me was indeed Phil G of Eastern Film Fans so sign off in the best way you can think of in the most joyous jovial way you can think of
1: oh mustachio mustachio he's got a mustachio his name is lamb mustachio we're on <laughs> team lamb Yay! merry
0: christmas <laughs> da, 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 da.